Hello, everybody, and welcome to the Double Doing, the podcast where Dave and I talk all things professional wrestling. Wrestling. Now, this week is interesting. I'm just going to kind of spoil this right now. First thing we're going to say, this is going to be the only episode for this week. Now, we have a reasoning behind this. Uh, we're actually recording this the day after Thanksgiving, uh, Black Friday. Um, and, of course, uh, as you guys know, Dave and I are both very, very strong family people. We really care about our families and all that such. So, along with there being so much wrestling news that happened in this past week and so much that there needs to be talking about, we each wanted to spend some more time with our families uh, this week. And that way we're only going to be having enough time to record one episode. But that kind of helps out with our uh, with our sports show because next week we'll fall episode 15 of wrestling but will also fall week 10 of sports so it'll be a huge anniversary week next week so i'm excited i mean i can't wait because it's going to be a lot to talk about kind of skipping the nfl week this week uh especially but we're gonna have a lot to talk about it next week yeah and next week's a big week um in both wrestling with star Star starcade starcade happening and then also uh the nfl um we'll get a little bit more into hockey next week we'll get to talking a little bit uh, about hockey you know, we don't really touch too much on basketball, but there's been a lot of happenings in basketball. So yeah, there really has, especially what uh, what happened when uh, I think it was Brooklyn found their way back to Boston. Yeah. And the entire crowd let Kyrie Irving have it. Yep. So we're going to go over a bunch of different things in sports over uh, next week, which is Well, the that'll be next week during week uh, episode 10. Yep. So just be prepared for a couple of long episodes next week because yes. we're going to be having um, both... Uh, what do you want to call it? Uh, wrestling. Wrestling top 10 and as well as a sports top 10 most yes, likely. exactly. So it'll be big. But we're going to get right into our wrestling talk. We're going to start off with the November 21st, I believe it was November 21st. Yes, November 21st edition yep. of NXT UK uh, where we had Trent Seven uh, versus Kona Reeves. Yes. Which, interesting to see Kona Reeves jump from NXT to NXT UK. Uh, I like how they've been including some non-UK talent on... NXT specifically one is Cassius Ono. Yeah, I I think they're doing that because of the fact that they're just they're they're having to establish such a a name and a brand with NXT that they're noticing, hey, we got to get certain guys in the ring and we got to get certain guys in the ring some experience. Yeah, and we don't want to do it on TV time because yeah. as we saw a couple of weeks ago with some of the female matches, Zaya Lee versus Zaya Lee, uh, Aaliyah, um, Aaliyah specifically, you could see it was a little bit of a mess. Yes, we all know that was a work. Her name, yeah. her nose wasn't broken or anything like that. Yeah. But you could see the match was a little bit sloppy. Yeah. So some of these guys, like a Kona Reeves, um, you may see doing some time with the UK stuff being taped. So this way, if they have to go out and do the match maybe a second time or something like that, it's not having to be done live. Yeah. And as he's getting more and more experience and moving his way up the card a little bit, you're going to start seeing him come into the NXT. NXT the mid-card division. Yeah, And then exactly. moving up to front uh, top uh, top division. Kona may never get to the top. Yeah. He may end up where like a No Way Jose ended up and then eventually get called up to the main roster and he yeah. just becomes cannon fodder at that point. Yeah. But, I mean, sometimes, sometimes guys are okay with that. Mm-hmm. Because sometimes they won't complain about that kind of kind of no. push so long as they're doing what they love. Exactly. Eating catering. Um, yeah. Uh, Trent Seven ended up defeating Conor Reeves in that match. Um, next match was A-Kid, uh, his debut. He actually came out and defeated Jack Stars in his debut. Mm-hmm. Um, I believe that was his debut. Um, he's been really getting pushed by Tyler Bate. Tyler Bate saying this kid from, I think he's from Mexico, is huge. And he, he shows up and he beats Jack Stars in his first match. Yeah. Um, up next, we had a promo in the in the ring 
uh, where we had Grizzled Young Veterans coming out and they begged Johnny Saint for a tag title opportunity at TakeOver UK Blackpool 2. Don't think they'll get it. Um, I think it's going to go to Imperium. I think they're going to be the ones that get the title shot. Yeah. Uh, considering what happened um, on this episode and the following episode, which we'll go over next week. Yeah. Uh, we had Rich Holland defeating Oliver Carter. And then we had uh, our boy Wolfie. I know. Defeating Ilja Dragunov, who another another big, uh, big wrestler that we're a big fan of. Uh, Post match, they had a bra- uh, brawl between Ilja and Gallus versus Imperium. Is this a face turn for Gallus? Uh, well, I mean, when you're going up against Imperium, yeah, you know, it kind of has to be. One has to be the heel, and one has to be the face. Yeah, so it makes sense to make them the uh, make Gallus the face. Yeah, exactly. especially when you're going to be teaming up with a guy like Dragonoff. Yeah, I mean, we were praising him in that oh, match. Yeah. The He's first great time when he faced when he faces Zaro, Yeah. And I mean, it'd be nice to get some wins for Dragon. Yeah, uh, he kind of what's he got to be like zero and three, zero and four at this point. Probably, yeah. So it's one of these things. It'd be nice to get some wins for him. But yeah, what they're using him for is really important because a name yeah. like Alexander Wolf needs to build. Yeah, and and I think I think he'll get a rub during this four on four feud. Yeah, I think he'll get a pin on somebody yeah. sometime. The same way, um, we were talking about Isaiah Swerve Scott, um, a couple of weeks ago. Yeah, when he got that rub. Yeah. against um. The Forgotten Sons. Yeah, exactly. And now all of a sudden you're starting to see him a little bit more, even yeah. on some of like the uh, the the um, quote unquote main roster. Yeah, shows. Find he, him on the blue brand and the red brand. You find him on the blue brand. You find him on the red brand. You see him team up a little bit and going up against certain people. Yeah. And it's just it's the right move when you got someone like Dragonoff. He may have to take a, another pinfall here with this whole Gallus thing against yeah. Imperium. He may he may be the guy who does take the pinfall. But as long as he's getting the rub against someone like Walter, someone like Alexander Wolf, someone even Bartell, Bartell or, uh, or Eichner, exactly, exactly. And now that we got that quick uh, breakdown of NXT UK, we're gonna move on to Friday Night SmackDown. Actually, the go home for the weekend, go home which, show, which was really really cool. Um, the The show started with a triple threat match between all the women's captains. Yes, because they announced the women's team what it was supposed to be before War Games. Yes. Where it was uh, Knox, Larray, Storm, Ripley, Ripley, and was it Yim? Yim. Yes. It was Yim, but because that was the original four, yes. and then you're adding um, yeah. uh, uh, Tony Storm, Tony Storm, yeah. from the UK division. Yeah. But situations happened at War Games, and we will discuss that. Trust There's me, we will discuss, discuss that. Um, I'd say this is probably one of the coolest pinning combinations I have ever seen, except for what we saw on Raw. And we will get to that. Rey Mysterio and Ricochet. Yeah. That may be the best competing combination I've ever seen. Yeah. Because that we complain about roll-ups all the time, and this is technically a roll-up, but somehow WWE has found a way to make roll-ups cool. To a point, yes. Yeah. Um, But I think it was awesome because Charlotte had the bridge on Sasha yep. with the figure eight, and then Ripley comes in, crawls underneath the bridge, pins Charlotte's arms to the mat, and one, two, three, she wins the triple threat. Yep. That was awesome. Such a great way. Such a great way to make everybody leave that match still strong because Charlotte's got her move in. Sasha's refusing to tap. And then Rhea Ripley, Ripley just, just comes says, in, oh, oh, I'm smarter than everybody. Ultimate opportunist. Exactly. She's exactly. she's probably the ultimate opportunist when it comes to NXT because this past week on NXT, she has put herself into multiple feuds. Yeah. She yeah. has inserted herself in the women's division as probably the top women's wrestler in NXT right now. Except for Baszler. Aside, well, next to Baszler, but yeah. once she pins Baszler, she'll be number one 100%. Yeah. Because Baszler will find herself to either Raw or SmackDown. Yeah. Without a doubt. 
Unless she stays, but who knows? Mm. Unless she pulls a Gargano. Yeah. But I don't think she will. She won't. Um, the next match I have is uh, Undisputed Era uh, defeating New Day and Heavy Machinery. And I'll tell you something right now. Considering the size of New Day and Heavy Machinery, this was just a straight technical masterpiece yeah, it was. by Undisputed Era. Yeah, just it was. straight technical masterpiece. Um, so, post-match, we found ourselves uh, with Roderick Strong up at the top of the ramp where he's met by Shinsuke Nakamura. And then out of nowhere, we talk about the RKO out of nowhere, but what about the phenomenal forearm out of nowhere? I know. Who was it that ate it? Was it Shinsuke that ate it? I think Shinsuke ate it, yeah. Oh, my God. And there was a huge brawl between them, uh, between all of them featuring Sami Zayn. Yeah. Sami Zayn found his way in there. Yeah. Seeing a little action is nice for Sami Zayn. I, mean, I, I Yeah. As far as I remember, he's still not 100% medically cleared, but just seeing him get in the middle of some scr- some scruff, it's, yeah. it's pretty cool. You know what I might start doing? I know I post my uh, my weekly couple of a highlights. Sometimes I'll miss one, but whatever. Uh, that's just me being slow. Um, I might start sharing memes on the Double Doink page because I found so many good wrestling memes lately. Oh, yeah. And I might start sharing them to... Randy Orton has the best ones. Yeah. You Randy Orton has great memes. Yeah, he does. We'll talk about Randy Orton on Monday. Uh, Monday Night Raw. Um, the Fiend came oh, next. man. The Fiend, Mandible Clawing... Daniel, Daniel Bryan, Bryan now, as Daniel, he does. Daniel Bryan was facing The Miz. Yeah, he was. And this was a nice, again, we talked about it last week. The whole Miz TV segment was a good callback to their feud. Yeah. And this was a nice match as a callback to the feud. Yeah, and the Miz 100%. Was, Miz was in the corner being ready to be set up for those uh, that running knee that yeah. Daniel Bryan likes to finish with. And then all of a sudden, just, and the whole place shuts down. And then as the red glow comes, you just see The Fiend replacing The Miz. Yeah, and he and, just... Builds himself out of the corner, kind of yeah. like a Resident Evil yes. uh, zombie. Yeah, something out of the ring or something like that. Yeah. It, was, it was just eerie. This this Fiend character. So good. So, a little bit of news. I'm going to break it right now. As of recording this, Bray Wyatt the Fiend is now the highest selling superstar on WWEshop.com. And we had talked about that, Um, I want to say, five or six episodes ago when we were talking about um, Imperium and Undisputed Era. We, we Anybody with half a brain... Knew that the Fiend was going to be the number one. Oh, without a doubt. It, his shirts, the masks, the the they came out with a brand new, new replica lantern. Yeah, the, the gloves. The gloves. Um, I mean his Christmas the sweater. Puppets. His Christmas sweater. The see you in hell shirt. Yeah. The, uh, the, the yeah. It's it's all well done. And yeah. Just don't don't touch him. Just let him do his no, thing. No, let him do. Let him do him. Yes. That's exactly what you need to do. Let him do him. Yes. Um, then we have a Bailey and Baszler brawl in the ring. Uh, Baszler gets the upper hand and Bailey scrambles away. Yeah. Bailey does heel Bailey things. Yeah. Where she thinks she's got the upper hand. When she realizes she doesn't, she runs away. Yeah. She has that cowardly heel. Which is good. It is good, but I'd much rather her be more of a dominant heel. But she in this situ- in this situation, it fits because we have Baszler, who is the most dominant heel female wrestler in the wrestling business right Let now. Let me correct you. She's the most dominant female wrestler. In the wrestling business right now. Well, yes, but she's also the top heel. Yeah, but I'm just saying if you because want, the to- who would you say the top face woman dresser after, is right now? All right, so if we went before all the pay per views, I would have said Becky Lynch. Now that it's after all the pay per views, it's Rhea it's Ripley. Ripley. One hundred percent. And number two, number two is Candice LeRae. Yeah, it all day. There's yeah. no doubt about it. No, not at all. Um, and and then what a callback. The hey. We talked about our top 10 moments in wrestling history. Yeah. And the one that I brought up. Yeah. Which was the DX invasion. invading 
WCW. Yeah, they did it. They did the exact same thing. They it, did it, and they led it with NXT. And they led it with NXT, and it was just great. It was great. You get Slipknot over the loudspeakers. You get yeah. the entire roster rushing the ring. And I think my favorite spot in the whole thing is you got Humberto Carrillo being picked up by Keith Lee. Yeah. And just being and just sent. sent into a crowd of people. Yeah. Because Keith Lee is just... Did you see how much of a rub Keith Lee got this weekend? Oh, we're going to go... We're going to talk all about that. We're so going to go into that because apparently... Vincent Kennedy McMahon is extremely high on Keith Lee. I'm right not now. surprised. Extremely high. Like, I mean, the entire NXT roster who performed on War Games, Les Finn Balor, pulled double duty the following night. Yeah. At Survivor Series. Yeah. And every single one of them showed got- up showed up no matter how banged up beat up they were and that's not even to speak about the fact that these guys then had to carry it into wednesday yeah um cutting you off here real quick i know you said less balor i'm assuming as well less dane and less uh archer archer infamy uh priest Oh, yes, yes. Because yes. neither of them performed yeah, either. But that's performed. because Dunn won the triple threat. Yes, correct. <laughs> but Dunn ran double duty. The entire UE did. Yep. Tommaso, which, speaking of that war games, we'll talk about that We're in a minute. We're going to talk about that, dude. But we don't jump ahead because... Post that, good God. Yeah, exactly, exactly. But that pretty much finishes up on uh, Friday Night Smackdown, the November 22nd edition. Yes. And now we're going to move on to what I would like to say is the, the show of the weekend. Or the show of the week uh, that we're reviewing. Yeah... I mean, whew. they had that Monday night. They, Ra- that Monday night Raw is close, yeah. but nothing. They no, had four, four matches, ma- five matches. They had the pre-show. Was on the pre-show. They had the pre-show. And even if you add that show in, yeah. that match into this into this review, which we will, this was. I mean, you couldn't have asked for anything better. No, this it w- this show. Normally, they do five take. Or they do five matches on Takeover. Yeah, and the UE has been in all three. War games. War games. This by far is number number one, the, the best. Yeah, yeah. La- the first one was better than the second one. Yes. And this one... The second one, I wasn't a fan of. It seemed a little clunky at yeah. times. The first one was great because it was three on three on three. Yeah. Um, This, this one I really, really liked. So good, yeah. I'd say of it, the four War Games matches that NXT has had, number one and number two both come from this War Games. All day. Without all day. a doubt. Yeah. And I can honestly say num- one A and one B come from this. Yeah, because I'd say both War Games matches were on even keel. Yeah, they are both phenomenal matches. But just but, based on what happened at the precursor of the women's match, leading into the women's match, yeah, and then subsequently what that happened in, in the women's match. And, yep, and then that entire men's match, yeah, was just you know perfection. I yes. mean, I don't get how it doesn't get a five star. I really don't. Just based yeah. on crowd reaction on what happens yeah. throughout the course of that match. Um, I mean... The, the pop at the, the very end. The, the pop at the end? Incredible. Yeah. So, the moves they pulled off? Yeah. I, dude, I'm sorry. I don't like the dog on Dave Meltzer. He knows his thing. He's been he doing does. it for a He's very long time. But my problem with him is that he has an extreme bias against the WWE. Yeah, he does. Because if those matches had taken place in the Tokyo Dome under the New Japan Pro Wrestling flag, yeah, they would have been five, seven star been matches. Stars. Seven yeah. Ma- yeah. Kenny, if Kenny Omega was in any of those matches, 10 star. Yeah. It, but it's WWE, yeah. and he just has this thing against the guys. But uh, the pre-show match was between Raul Mendoza and Swerve Scott. 
a couple of uh, I think Swerve Scott is technically a little bit over cruiserweight, but if we put him in like that that lightweight category, yeah, that's- it's a show off of lightweight wrestling yes. ability. Yes, this was a fast pace, real quick match. Yep. Uh, not real quick per se, but real quick pace. No, just pace, just nonstop. Like the stuff that we always talk about in AEW, which is yeah. go, 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 go. Yeah. And Raul Mendoza goes up up top. Yeah. Now, what I liked is a few days later on Instagram, WWE posted a video of when Raul Mendoza came back to Gorilla, he was attacked by Leo Rush after yes. what he did to his family yep. the week prior. Yep. I thought that was really good. Uh, yeah. I mean, w- no, WWE.com didn't release that a couple of days later. They released that only a couple hours later. Oh, really? Yeah. That was almost like immediate. Like, and that's one thing. You WWE has to catch up with AEW because AEW's social media is insane. Is insane. I mean, we're going to talk about the whole Jimmy Havoc thing that's been going on this past yeah. week. But, I mean, everybody's good on it. The Young Bucks basically built themselves through their YouTube. The uh, Santana and Ortiz Santana promo Ortiz they did. Promos. Moxley's promo. Moxley. Um, e- uh Orange Cat City, yeah, Jericho's, Jericho. All those guys are excellent on social media. They know how to create kayfabe through social media, through their social media accounts. The WWE has some catching up to do, but doing stuff like what they did with this, which is a guy gets back to Gorilla. You know, usually when you get back to Gorilla, someone's back there. Whether it's Triple H, whether it's Vince McMahon, usually shaking your hand, giving you. He didn't even have a chance. Leo Rush just comes out, slams him calls it a day and walks away yeah it was just it was great to do things like that and they also had a uh a quick moment where it showed that mia yim was laid out yeah almost she was kind of leaning up against one of the road cases and she was all beaten up and everything and she's unable to compete in the match so Rhea had to find a quick replacement so she found dakota kai yeah because dakota kai was there yeah she was uh she is the one that was added to the war women's war games match now I texted you as soon as the show started. I don't know if you actually started watching when it started. Oh, I watched the whole thing. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, yeah, I watched the whole thing start to finish when it was actually going on. I yeah. didn't know if you watched it at the same yeah, time or if you caught to, it later. I was trying to play some board game with my kids and my cousins and stuff like that. And it, I'm like, I got my phone out. and it, it all, yeah. what, What's that meme? That meme game where they put the card down and stuff? I'm not even oh, what do you mean? What do you mean? I'm just throwing whatever I have. I'm just not even paying attention because yeah. I have my phone propped up so I could watch the thing. So I texted you this immediately. I was like, they started this wrong. Because they started with the women's war games match. Yes, I Be wanted. It, I'm happy how they ended it, considering what actually happened. Yes, but I would have preferred, like as we've been saying, that the women's war games match needed to end because it was super important. Yes, um, but since they had the women's triple threat and Survivor Series, it was a good balance. It was a very very and, good balance. And I think if you would ha- let that whole Yim being attacked thing go on through the course of the entire event. Yeah, if, if way... Yim got attacked right before the match, they could be like, oh, was it the bad team or was it just somebody else? Yes. But like, the... it happened right after the men's war games match and then Rhea has to, like, rush around and find somebody, finds yeah. Dakota in in the locker room, but she's already dressed and ready to go. Yeah. So it kind of, like, gives, like, oh, did, like, she do this or was yeah. she just prepped and ready just in case something was to happen or yep. whatever? But I, I, I like how it was just a quick turnaround. It was, like, it was attack on Yim ambulance um dakota's there yeah match has to start right away music hits pay-per-view starts and it's just like it was great the way it went and yeah i will tell you something right now i mean i'll let you go through the whole thing but to me to me the the most important thing that happened in this match was allowing (laughs) candice loray and io shirai to go at it start that match yes i mean the move 
that will be etched in my head. Actually, the, there's three moments in this War Games pay-per-view that I'm going to remember for the rest of my life. It's the way the men's match ended. Yeah. And Io Shirai did the other two. Her moonsault off the top of the cage. Yeah. And then when it was just her and Lorraine in the ring, where she jumped on one rope with one foot, hit the other rope with the other foot, springboard off, and hit her with a drop kick. Yeah. I was like, dude, the grace that the, and the balance you have to have. Yeah. Like, I go to... um. I go to Sky Zone every once in a while with my kids, and they have like balance beams and stuff like that. And they have this one balance beam that's made out of like a rubber band. A, okay. uh, a slack line. Yes. Okay. That's essentially what the ropes are. Yeah, it is. Because it's, it's essentially wire yeah. wrapped in tape. Yeah. Okay. I can barely get three quarters of the way across. I can guarantee you if that was Io Shirai, she could just walk around the ring. It, it, she's incredible. Yeah. So incredible. Yeah. Now I have I have this match pretty much written down start to finish. I'm gonna just read, and you cut me off. Okay. You cut me off whenever you have something you want to push out. Okay. First two to start the match are Io Shirai and Candice LeRae. Starts off strong with fisticuffs and ground and pound. Io Shirai gets very early advantage against LeRae. Io Candice chance fill the arena. Io was getting so many pops in this. Yeah, she was. Yeah, she was. Well, I get everyone like I loves said, Io Shirai. Dude, like I said, she had two of the best moments. Yeah. Of the entire of the entire show. Yeah. Um. Io using the cage and center platform to her advantage. Then the next superstar to end of the war games was Bianca Blair. That's following the uh, the win for uh, was it? It was Io. Yeah, Io that won the ladder match against yeah. him. Yep. Um, Bianca was brutal. Yeah, she was. Dude. Oh my god, her hair whip. Dude, forget the hair whip. The four power bombs she hit Larray with. That's true. Back to back to back, and then she just takes her. And was like, I'm just gonna throw you against the cage, and she just. Hucks her like she weighs, yeah, and she just slides, slides down slides down the cage and the edge, and definitely the way that they design these steel cages nowadays are very different from the way they used to. Yeah, because if that was a steel cage from 10, 15 years ago, her back would have ripped up, ripped up. There would have yeah. been there would have been crimson all over her back. But these yeah. these cages seem to be a little bit more giving. Yeah. Uh, so Larray starts to get a little offense by stacking them both up in the corner. But short-lived after Lorraine gets fist to the face by Belair. Yep. Ripley's in next, and she's bringing weapons. Chair after chair after trash can after trash can lid after, after chair after chair after kendo stick. Yeah, I wrote here, Rhea Ripley is next, and she's bringing weapons. She grabs like four trash cans, kendo sticks, and chairs. Lots of chairs. She uses the door as a weapon against Belair before she even gets in the ring. Yeah. Belair gets slammed right onto a trash can. Then there was a chant. Rhea's gonna kill you. It's perfect, man. It's so good. Rhea and, L- Rhea and Larray set up four chairs for a suplex. Oh. It's countered. That was... Yeah, it was. That was crazy because yeah. then it ended up becoming a Tower of Doom. Yeah. And um, they didn't leave the chairs propped up. They kind of just closed them all. Flattened them down, yeah. And did you see Larray's head yeah. hit that like, third hit the edge chair, of the chair in? Oh, man. Yeah, I thought she was going to be busted open immediately with I that. Thought, I thought she was going to be concussed. I thought, yeah. I thought that was pretty much the end of her. But, you know, her her uh, super kick of doom yeah. proved she's a tough girl. And yeah. this match, again, proved she was a tough girl. Yeah, uh, KLR is next. Uh, Kaylee Ray is next in the War Games. And she's bringing more chairs. Yes. And taunts with a table for the Chicago crowd is because they've been chanting for tables the entire yep. night. Yep. And then she's like, nah, puts it back under the ring. Uh, she starts going crazy with the chair. Tornado DDT to the chair. On Ripley, 
uh, pile of women in the corner turnbuckle, and Ripley lays the Tower of Doom onto a pile of chairs. That's where I have it there. Yeah. Kaylee Ray was in that yeah. when they did yeah, that. Yeah, yeah. Um, and then Belair, 450 is under Ripley from the turnbuckle. Oh, man. Um, There's a woman who, unfortunately, because this division is very top-heavy, yeah. Belair is just like... Unfortunately, lost in the shuffle. She, yeah, man. I mean, she's perfect in her role. And yeah. like we had said, her and Yim were that perfect balance. Because yes, they've they had, were. They've had some really good matches together. Yeah, they were. And it was it was one of these things where it, this gave you a chance to have Belia truly showcased. And I remember when Belia first came in, they were trying to push her more of as a face. Yeah. This, this heel, heel cocky, EST cocky, cocky Belair. Belair is because instead what of like instead of be. something instead of someone that's like super like mean and aggressive heel, she's just cocky. She is the heel version of the Street Profits. Yeah, exactly. Which and is ironic because, because her and Montez are uh, married. Uh, yes, and the other thing I liked in this too. I don't know if you no, I didn't see it in um in this real quickly. The the thing with Rhea, where she basically does a Bel Air's taunt to yeah. her. Yeah, she's like, "Yeah, you can kiss my ass." You know, yeah, what I, mean? I it saw was, that. It's, it's perfect, yeah. and it got done up again in Survivor Series. Yeah, well. and then next, the <sighs> next person that was meant to enter Dakota was Dakota Kai. Kai. She starts walking down to the ring, and then she turns around and absolutely <sighs> demolishes Tegan Knox. Yep, and when I say demolishes, I mean Tegan Knox's knee could have been broken again. Yeah. I mean, it's a good way to play on it. Like, yeah, it is. They know how to keep each other safe, which is very key. But, man, first the kick. Then she's just bouncing her from the inside of that cage. Yeah. Back and forth, back and forth. Then she's on the outside of the cage, pulling her face into the cage. Yeah. Then she goes back, drags her leg, takes the knee brace off, holds it up like a championship belt, and just starts slamming the door on her knee. Yeah. Then, then Regal comes out. And Regal and comes like, out. What is going on here? What are and you she, doing? And she hits Regal. Yeah. And she's like, I'm out of here. And she just walks away. And yeah. it's like, holy God. And that whole segment took about two and a half minutes, so about thirty seconds later. Yeah, was uh, Baszler's number. Baszler team. Uh, and and the best part about that whole thing is they kept kind of going over to Baszler, and she's just laughing, and she's loving every second of it. She's like, "Oh my god!" She gets out of her cage. She holds up the number four. She holds up the number two, and she just starts walking to the. And ring. she's just walking so nonchalantly. Yep. And she took her time getting down yep. there because yeah. she knew, oh, Tegan Knox isn't coming down. Uh, she gets in, and they Mora Ronaldo says, "That's it. Yeah, they've officially started this match because Tegan Knox is unable to compete. Yep, and um, Dakota Kai is uh, disqualified from the match. Yeah, yep. So now you basically have this as a four-on-two handicap match, and this is where some of these incredible spots start coming. You know, you've got, I mean, we already talked about." Io Shirai's flip off the top of the cage, which yeah. basically takes out B- Bianca Belair and Candice LeRae, who are basically fist fighting at the bottom. And then you have um, KLR coming off the top rope and getting absolutely drilled like a baseball bat with the with candle the candlestick. Uh, no, was not the candlestick. It was the trash barrel. The, the, oh the, yeah, yeah. The trash can just gets laid out, just cleaned cl- cleaned right out. She's done in the match, and oh, then it yeah. basically comes down to the last two. Yeah, and Team Rip, uh, Captain Ripley, Ripley versus Captain, Captain Baszler. Baszler, and Baszler's got her in the coquina clutch, and she's already tried to handcuff. Yep, Ripley. Yeah, and Ripley still has the cuffs on her wrist, and it slaps and it slaps it on her, and is able to and escape. just standing, 
she did the same thing that Cena did to Orton yep. during their I Quit match. Yep. Where he he was Cena was standing up holding Orton, being like, "Now what are you gonna do?" Yeah. And Ripley did the same thing, picks her up and hits whatever I don't know what her final uh, her, I don't I don't know what the final name move, move is, is, but she right hits it through, through the, the chairs, chairs and pins her one two. two. Three. And I think the best part about it is like the referee's got to move the chairs in order yeah. to make the count. It, yeah, because he just, doesn't want to slap the actual chairs. Dude, it was so brutal. And the best part about this match is that after it's all said and done, it, they have to go backstage and they have to start talking about the Survivor Series teams that they're going to be putting together. Yeah. And I know it happens post-match. Um, I mean, post It happens on, on Facebook, Facebook Live. Live. But it it's the call out of, of Rhea Ripley to Candice LeRae. She's like, there's nobody else I want fighting in my corner. There's nobody else I would want watching my back. And I have Rip- to have her. Uh, Ripley gave LeRae such a rub. Oh, my God, did she give her a rub. And I'm not saying LeRae needs that rub. No. Because LeRae's earned it with all the matches she's had recently. Yeah. I mean, you got to remember the last takeover, her and Io Shirai opened takeover and stole the show. And shut it down, yeah. Yeah. So, LeRae doesn't need the rub. But now it's one of these things that... You're able to use Rhea Ripley and Candice LeRae's relationship to then subsequently build these other feuds. Yeah. You're still going to have Belair and Yim. You may have Belair and LeRae now. You're going to have Shirai and um, LeRae. You're obviously going to have, after we talk about NXT, somebody else versus LeRae. You're yeah. going to have Rhea Ripley going after that somebody else, but she's still chasing Baszler the other way. Yeah. It, oh, my God. This women's division is going to be on fire, like we've been saying, for, for weeks and weeks and weeks and weeks and yeah. weeks. Oh. And then we're going to move on to the second match and none of, of the War pace, Games. Pace just doesn't slow down. No, it doesn't. Point. It doesn't. Dunn, Priest, Dane. Oh, my God. Match starts exactly how you think it would in a triple threat match. Yeah. They both go after Dunn. Yeah. Dunn gets a bit of an upper hand early, and then Priest hits a huge strike in yeah. on both of them. Yeah. Um, Dane hits a Samoan drop fallaway slam combo on both competitors. Uh, Dane now looks in control. Great snap German to Dane by Dunn. Yeah. That was an amazing snap German. There's no other way he can get him up for it. Followed by a finger stomp. Yep. Which is always fun to watch him hum do. Yeah. Followed by a jumping arm breaker by Dunn. Dunn then puts a triangle, uh, gets put on a triangle by Priest and lifted by him and Dane into a powerbomb. Which I love triple threat matches, especially when it's two big guys and one little guy. Yeah. But he's not even really a little guy. He's just a 205 guy. Dude, it. It's not even that. It's just, like, they're able to do so many unique spots. Like, I mean, we're going to continue to go down this this thing. But the first thing that comes out to me, without even reading your review, the Razor's Edge on top of the table. Yeah. And then after the Razor's Edge, you get, you think, oh, Priest is back in control. And then Killian Dane does a cannonball through the barrier. Yeah. And it's, it's the uniqueness, the way these matches can go. Now, if there was one match on the card... That you could call going into it, you knew Dunn was going to come out on top. But the question was, how? How are they going to make Dane still look strong, Priest still look strong, and Dunn come out on top without killing one of the other two? And man, I mean, they did it. That finishing sequence is just. You couldn't have asked for a better way for the finishing sequence to go because, no. I mean, Dane's known for doing that whole senton thing. Yeah. And he thought, hey, if I do the senton on top of Priest, I'll take the wind out of Dunn. But Dunn had him in a, in a rear naked choke, basically. Yeah. And that's what ended up getting Dunn into position yeah, to, to win the match because it's not like he had to hit his finisher to win the match. No, he, he used Dane's finisher he against used, him. Yeah, he used Dane's finisher because Dane needed to break the choke hold. And then Dane basically rolled out of the ring because he was so exhausted from having to exert all this force. Yeah. It's just like, like you say, triple threat matches, 
fatal forwards because we're gonna get to a really good one yeah, on Monday Night Raw. Um, these types of matches, man, they just if they're done right and WWE may be the best at doing them, they keep everybody looking so strong. Yeah, and they keep storylines going because you could come out of this storyline. Now we know that Dunn moves on and he goes to face Adam Cole. At what might have stolen Survivor Series. Yeah. It may have been the match that stole Survivor Series. The crowd was a little quiet, but it was definitely a match that... Wow, I've never seen this guy before. For people who are just looking at the main roster stuff, or yeah. quote-unquote main roster. These two guys stole the show when we get the Survivor Series. But you can still build the feud with Priest and, and, Dane. and Dane. Now, the only thing that kind of sucks in this is now Priest has taken two consecutive falls. He went from being undefeated to two losses pretty much back-to-back. Yeah. So... <clears throat> Continuing on with the uh, the recap, uh, two big men face off in the middle of the ring. Double finger stop by Dunn and a, uh, into a good trade of moves by them all, followed by a strike by all three, laying them all out. I love when multiple man matches do this, where they they all hit the same move at the same time and they're all laid out. Yeah, and it just lets the crowd pop. Yeah, this is where it gets to where you're saying uh, Priest gets an upper hand after a broken arrow and a sidewalk slam. Uh, Priest brings Dunn outside and hits a razor's edge to Dunn onto the Spanish announced table. Uh, Tope, uh, Tope Suicida by uh, Dane to Priest, followed by a rolling senton to Priest through the ringside barricade. It's, I mean, it's so good. Yeah, it is. Um, Priest then hits uh, hits the razor's edge on Dane, and Dunn barely breaks up the pin. Uh, does his stomp kicks where he picks up their arms and just yeah, stomps, stomps on their in face. The face. Yeah. Um, dive onto the corner of the ring, uh, by Priest to Dane. Uh, Dunn sees it, shrugs. <laughs> he sees he sees Priest just jump off into Dane, just kind of standing there. They don't even have the camera on him, but it kind of catches just out of the corner. He just shrugs and then just crawls out. Yeah, and just rolls out. Um, climbs to the top rope, hits a moonsault onto both of them. Uh, Priest versus Dane. Uh, Priest versus Dunn rather, face to face in the middle of the ring, and Priest wins the exchange with a huge clothesline. Yeah. Uh, Dunn uses his arm bar finger bend to only be broken up by a drop kick by Dane. That's a big drop big kick. Big man That's doing a big, big things. Drop kick, man. Oh my god. Um, Dane breaks it up, hits the electric uh, electric chair on Priest, and only gets a two. I know. Uh, Dane stacks them both up into the corner and rolling sentons into both of them. Hits a Vader bomb onto Priest and then gets a two before Dunn hits a moonsault followed by, followed by a bitter end, which is broken up by a kick to the head by Priest. Priest then hits the Reckoning on Dunn, only to be breaking up by Dane falling onto the pile, breaking up the pin. Dunn then hits a bitter end on the Priest, and after a suplex to Dane, who breaks up the pin with a senton, Dunn finally pins Priest after a sleeper hold on Dane into a senton onto the prone Priest. Yeah. This is what we were talking about, where where Dunn has the sleeper hold on Dane, and Dane's like, what do I do? And he sentons onto, onto Priest that's laying down. Then he realizes... He can't hold on to himself, falls out of the ring, and then pre- Dunn's already just, like lying there already. He's just one, two, three, and he wins it. Yeah. Keeps them all strong. Oh, my God. Keeps them all strong, which is so important because the, you got two big men who can realistically be at the top of the card. In, in, oh, without a doubt. Within a within a six-month, eight-month window, depending on what happens with the rest of the UE and everything like that, they could be at the top of the card all fighting for that. All the championships. Now, my question for you is, fantasy booking, we're going to throw something out here right now. Okay. Who is the next NXT champion after Cole? Is it Balor or is it Gold? Uh, is it uh, Champa? No, oh, it's Balor. It's Balor. Yeah. So does Champa get the ball off Balor? <laughs> if he does, it's a year build. 
Okay. Balor's going to hold that belt for him. When does Dunn get the belt? Dunn doesn't get the belt. He doesn't get the belt. He nope. just goes right up to uh, Raw SmackDown. Yep. And then challenges for mid-card. Yeah. And has the world title by 2022. Uh, I mean, I know you're a big Dunn guy. 2022 is in two years. Late, late 2022, early 2023. Rumble 2023. He won that belt? Rumble 2023. No, he'll win the Rumble in 2023. Oh, come on. And then win it at Mania. Oh, here we go. Who's going to win it off of Daniel Bryan? Um... He's gonna win it. No, he's gonna win it off CM Punk. There you go, Brian. He's gonna he's <laughs> gonna win it off uh, Adam, not Adam Cole. He's gonna win it. Actually, that'd be a good. Call. That'd be a really really good match. Yeah, Adam Cole versus Pete. I mean, we kind of just saw it, but yeah. So hold on, thirty six is twenty twenty, thirty seven, thirty eight. It'd be WrestleMania thirty nine. Yeah, because we can't have. I think it'd be it'd be fun to see Adam Cole versus Pete Dunn at thirty at forty, but there's got to be something huge in the main event of forty. Yeah, yeah exactly. Now we're gonna move on to the third match of Takeover, which could be classified as the weakest match on the squad. Yeah, which is sad considering the talent that is in this match: yeah. Balor, Riddle. I think everybody was just the crowd was kind of drained, and this is a very technical match. Yeah, I mean, it you was. gotta remember, you gotta remember, Balor. Is, we thought this was gonna be squash going into it. I thought so too. I thought that this was gonna be a quick match, um, just because of the fact that you want to leave a lot of time for. You know, either one of the War Games matches that was going to kind of bookend it. But man, the way they paced this pay per view, it allowed these guys some good time in the ring. It allowed you to get some really good spots. And the nice thing is, is there was a lot of technical work done in this match. Yeah. You know, Matt Riddle, you know, with his MMA background. Yeah. Finn, um, Finn Balor with his technical background in many different facets, whether he's doing stuff coming through the ropes, over the ropes, in the ropes, yeah. on the apron, on the outside. The guy is is a craftsman and this was a great contrast of styles between yeah. a true power i mean matt riddle's a powerhouse yeah he you, is you watch some he, of the way he doesn't look like what would be like considered a monster but he has that strength i'd say close it's a close between him and cesaro as pound for pound the strongest wrestlers oh yeah in the e yeah i mean just look at the way he does some of those like those side side handles yeah. suplexes that he does yeah i mean he was doing those to um bronson reed he was doing them to dijakovic yeah a couple of weeks ago yeah so we know how powerful he is so you're basically getting Bala's in-ring you know technical longevity and background because he's used to that 20 by 20 ring for a very yeah. long time matt riddle's still new to this yeah and he's but, been used to an octagon he's yes. only been wrestling for i think just i think they said year. like seven eight years oh well because he was on the independent yeah for a while. he was on the independent for a while yes but i've seen him live a couple times so. but the thing is is it's like they've really protected this riddle character and it all started with that cassius ono match yeah where it was just a quick squash match he hit him with the knee and now they've allowed him to kind of like still fine-tune himself within the ring yeah but put him in these marquee matchups yeah this was a marquee match yeah because he still needs to prepare himself for the wwe style of wrestling yes um so my breakdown starts with a traditional tie-up good back and forth wrestling start riddle shows the early advantage uh balor starts to get a little bit more of an advantage there was a lot of ground wrestling in this match, yeah, like, like we were talking about. Like I said, both technically savvy. Yeah. Uh, Balor starts being Balor and attacking in the corner a lot. Uh, after a couple of good moves, Balor as well hits a crazy kick through the ropes. And now is very much so in control. Yeah. Uh, Riddle starts to get back in control and hits a qu- quick couple good moves, including a, uh, a p- uh, penalty kick and a uh, 
uh, Broton. Yeah. Balor quickly gets back into control. He goes for the Pele kick and gets caught in an ankle lock. Balor That's is, a good reverse, by the way. Yeah. That's a great reverse. Yeah. Balor's now favoring his knee, uh, but hits a big drop kick to Riddle. Uh, Balor hits a German, which Riddle no-sells and hits a V-trigger knee. I know. Uh, followed by his own bridging German. Uh, Riddle tends to hit the ripcord and doesn't uh, go for the pin. So Balor hits the double slump, sling blade, but then gets speared in half. I know, dude. Now, the, you saw who he was channeling dude, in this. Dude, he was... Major call to Goldberg. Yeah. Major. Like, yeah, because then he hits a jackhammer. Yeah, th- this right here is... You have to get Goldberg Riddle on one of the big four... Mania, like SummerSlam, um, Royal Rumble, or Survivor like Series. Like yesterday. Like yesterday. But you need it, and you need Goldberg to give him the rub. Yeah. It has to go that way. Yeah. And the, and the way the match needs to end is Riddle needs to hit the hit the jackhammer. Hit a jackhammer, yeah. He has it. I don't know if Goldberg has the... Because he's never been up in that position. Goldberg's always put everybody in that position. Yeah. And um, Wrestling 101 is the person... That the more strain is on is not necessarily the guy holding the move. It's the it's person the guy being in held the in the move. Yeah. So the fact that he he's got to hold that vertical position so this way that he can hit the jackhammer right is going to be big on Goldberg. So. I feel like I feel like the way it wouldn't end. I don't think it would end with a uh, a jackhammer. A jackhammer. I think uh, Goldberg would hit the jackhammer and then Riddle kicks out. Riddle kicks out, jumps up, hits a spear, and then hits his finishing oh. or. Use the bro mission. Okay. I could see the bro mission. Has Goldberg ever tapped? I don't know. I don't think so. But that would be a hell of a rub to give to an MMA guy. Yeah, it would. It would. Um, uh, He hits the jackhammer, only gets a two. Balor then hits the 1916 and only gets a two count after countering some tombstone-type move. Uh, Riddle hits the bro to sleep, which I love that he channels a lot of these, like the bro mission, yeah. the jackhammer, the bro to sleep, yeah. and it's like the the shots at all these, profe- uh, Older specifically in Chicago, hitting yeah. the bro to sleep yep. in Chicago. Um, doesn't go for the pin, but he goes for the floating bro and gets a knees to the gut. Yep. Uh, followed by a drop kick to the corner. Balor can't hit the coup de gras, but gets caught up in the bro mission. Then Balor gets out of that, hits another 1916, and picks up the W. Yeah, which is the right move. Yeah, Ballard it definitely needs, is. Balor needed the win. Balor can't lose right now. No, and he can't lose for a long time. There are two wrestlers in the WWE right now that cannot lose, and that is Finn Balor and Bray Wyatt. Uh, okay, well, I'm going to throw another name in there. Rhea Ripley. Yeah, Rhea can't take losses. Rhea can't take any losses. If Rhea loses... Loses her, all her mystique. Yeah. Loses everything. 100%. Everything That's like um, when Asuka lost. Yes, yes. It's exactly like Asuka. Exactly, and I mean it's some good call. It's a different type of mystique, but it's it's still like because it's the first it's the first credible threat to Shayna Baszler. Shayna Baszler, yeah, it's the first credible one without a doubt. And now moving on to what I would like to say is match of the weekend. Okay, because this match, as you and I were just talking off screen in between in between sections, because if you can't tell, we pause in between sections. Ah, oh. reason is is because we need to breathe and we need to save. Because we've had issues in the past. We've explained. Oh, we've lost some stuff before. So, we were just talking about how organic this match was. That there was like... There was no... It looked as if it was the first time they've ever done it. But it doesn't look bad in that way. If that makes sense. Where it's like... It's it's a perfect show-off of these eight professional wrestlers. 
What I loved is that the UE came out all together. And they did all their poses, yep. except for Bobby Fish. Did you see that he missed the boom? Yeah, he missed the boom. And he turned around. And he was like, "I oh, missed that." Oh damn it! And I, I, I give him credit. Bobby Fish is friggin' funny. Yeah, he is. Yeah, he is. The him and O'Reilly are such a good tag team. Not just because they're great wrestlers, but the great mirror. But op- they're, they're opposites. They're perfect opposites because Kyle O'Reilly's That's the goofball. Goofball with his air guitar on the on and the, overselling everything yep. and then Bobby Fish is this technical wrestling veteran and even if he misses something they'll they'll bust his chops they'll bust his balls on it and then just yeah. they'll be like oh we're the undisputed era it doesn't matter exactly so they come out they and do then, their intro and then each guy from team Champa Dijakovic comes out Dijakovic I thought Keith no, Lee Keith Lee did come out Keith first. Keith Lee comes out first. Huge pop. Oh, yeah. Huge Everyone pop. Everyone lost Keith Lee. Dijakovic comes out. Huge pop. Yeah. He does his whole feast, your eyes, and like you can hear the whole crowd. Yeah. Champa comes out. So then you're like, wait a minute. That's only three. There's nobody else who's going to come out after Champa. So the other two guys are in the... Champa just walks right by everybody. Yeah. He, goes, does, he takes his mask off. You see the war paint, yep. which looks so good on yep. him. He has Whoops. his camo and he has his black and gold, which is his thing. Yep. I don't know if you saw there was a WWE uh, Performance Center exclusive with his daughter. This was his daughter's first Take ever over. takeover. Yes, and it was just like he walks by everybody, he gets to the ring, he has the crutch on him and stuff like that, and he's just like, "Let's go, who's coming?" And to me, they put the perfect guy in first, Roger yeah. Strong. Yeah. I mean, everyone talks about Roger Strong's um, his stamina, his ability to just go and go. He's he's the mach- he's the He's the energizer bunny man. Yeah, he is. He just he can he can go and go for an hour, hour twenty. Yeah, I'm not I'm not surprised he hasn't been in an Iron Man match yet. Uh, there'll be one coming up. Oh yeah, there definitely will be. I think I think his next North American title defense could, could be, be an, an Iron, Iron Man, man match. match, depending on who it up goes up against. Yeah, if it goes up against either Riddle or Lee, I could see it going yeah. as an Iron Man match. All I know is he's in the ring and Strong comes out and basically Strong takes his crutch and throws it right over the top. Yeah, and then it just starts from there. I mean, there is spot after just with these two guys in the ring. There was spots all over the place, taking Roddy and throwing him into the cage and throwing him into the cage, and it was just pure anarchy. And then after, after well, because the UE had the advantage. Yes. So uh, next one to enter was uh, Kyle O'Reilly. Yeah. Which, which Kyle O'Reilly and Roderick Strong, even though they're not an official tag team like Redragon, they work well together. They work really well together, which we saw on NXT. Yes, we did see that Wednesday. Um, we'll when, talk about that when we get to NXT this yeah. week. Um, Champa's trying to fight them both off, but it's not going well. UE obviously has the clear advantage here, and then Dijak is the next one in. Oh man, Dominic Dijakovic is so good. Yeah, he is. He's so I'm not gonna say underrated because I've People, seen him. On the independent scene, but he didn't have that independent uh, independent scene prowess like Matt Riddle, like Keith Lee. He was another big independent wrestler, but he's not like one of the top guys like Joey Janela, yeah, or um, Matt Riddle, Keith Lee, no. um, uh, Sammy Guevara, yeah, uh, guys like that. Where Cody Rhodes, Cody Rhodes, where they're known so well that. They don't need a name change. Yeah. Dijak had to get his name changed because he wasn't that well known, but he's still portraying the Donovan Dijak character. Oh, yeah. The the, the straight Eastern European brutality. Yeah. The, the Dolph The Worcester, Massachusetts. Yes. Worcester, Massachusetts. You know, his family, obviously, he always harkens back to Eastern Europe and stuff like yeah. that. Reminds you a lot of like, 
I just said it, Dolph Lundgren from Rocky Four. Yeah. It, it's just one of those things where he goes in there and he is just a straight powerhouse. He towers over everybody in that ring. Yeah. And he is just hitting power move after power move after power move. I mean, there was one point where he hit a double choke slam on those guys. Yeah. It was just every move he did was just... And, and, and this match confirmed to me that Kyle O'Reilly is the best seller in the WWE. Yeah. Without a doubt. I mean, Dolph Ziggler is a close second. Yeah, but he's not but on TV enough anymore. No, Kyle O'Reilly is the best seller in WWE. Yeah. Um, up next is Bobby Fish, and he did not hesitate. They came in strong, and they continued attacking Champa and Dijak. Yeah. Riley and Fish had a high-low through the ropes. I know. Which was very, very good. Yeah. Um, the, the UE has Dijak in one ring and Champa in the other. And they just... Set, keeping them separated and yeah. going back and forth and just doing what they have to do. Yeah, and then our big boy Keith Lee. Keith Lee comes down. He lays everyone out. Yeah, basking his glory. Yes, I mean he shows off his athletic and high flying prowess. Dude, that that um that spot where he took out two of them with a cross body. Yeah, uh, between the two rings, insane, insane. Yeah, uh, UE starts uh, end up taking out Lee, and they just continue the ground and pound. Yep. Uh, Champa comes back up to start taking out the UE, but to no avail. Uh, Dijak's back up, um, and he's bringing the UE match back to even keel. Uh, Cole's into the match while the UE still has the advantage, and then here comes the tables. Oh man, he had that one table set up on the outside, and all Champa did was just. Push, push him, him out and, and just, just sent it. Oh, man. And the amount of tables he brought in was insanity. Yeah. And they all were used yes. in this match. And they were all used very well in yes. this match. Um, Fish and O'Reilly worry uh, about keeping everyone down while Cole just keeps bringing more tables and tables and tables. Uh, Champa gets free, and as you were saying, he sends him through a table before the door. Yes. Door gets closed. Four on three, undisputed advantage. But the match hasn't started. No, it hasn't. So that's showing that there is another member. Yes. Um, Team Champa seemed to have the advantage to start. Um, because of the whole thing that happened until with Adam Cole. Yeah, until Fish hits Lee with a low blow. Yep. The fourth member of Team Champa. The pop that happened when. First of all, it's not just the pop, it's the fact that they played his old music and he came out the same way he came out. At his first takeover, where he's just like screaming, he's getting himself all amped. Kevin effing Owens, man. My daughter popped. Couldn't believe it. Couldn't believe that Kevin Owens, Mr. Mr. Monday Night Raw, yeah. is is the new member to Tommaso Ciampa's team at War Games. And man, he showed up. Yeah, he did. Um, he took out every single member of the Undisputed Era while the rest of his team was laid out. It's a power bomb, a muscle buster, a sleeper suplex. The, the stunner yeah. on Adam Cole. Cole versus uh, KO face-to-face. Cole does the UE. KO does the DX, hits the stunner. He's going back to the 90s yes, he is. for another six seconds. <laughs> yes, he is. Uh, rest of the Team Champa's back up, and now Team Champa seems to be at an advantage. Lee and Dijak send Strong across the ring into the other, into everybody else from UE. Team Champa is in full control right now. Yep. Uh, Champa starts to set up a table. Dijak is setting up another table in the empty ring. Lee sets one up, and Owens and Champa set up another. Undisputed Era try to fight back, but it seems like very even right now. Lee up under the top rope and takes out everybody with a crossbody. Yep. Uh, Dijak hits a springboard moonsault onto Kevin uh, Kyle O'Reilly. And Fish comes back with another, and then Champa 
hits a pile driver type move followed by a swanton bomb by Owens. Good God. And Champa goes for the pin, but it's broken up by a super kick by Cole. Yep. His super kicks are scary. Yeah, they are. Yeah. Um, Harking back to the guy who's helping him train right now. Yeah. Shawn Michaels. Yeah. Keith Lee hits an avalanche fall away. Um, Owens tries to bake up, uh, tries for the package pile driver, oh. but is broken up uh, between the ring on Cole, but it's reversed into a Panama oh. sunrise between the middle of the rings. Dude, I thought that for a second there, Kevin Owens was going to reverse that just into a back body drop, and then all of a sudden... He got around, and I was like, oh, my God, that is devastating. Yeah. That was yeah, so – and, again, we're seeing Adam Cole doing these Panama Sunrises in the tightest of spaces. Go back to the go back to the, the ladder match on NXT Wednesday before this, the go-home NXT. Yeah. That Panama Sunrise he hits against Dijak is in basically a, a – what – a two by two foot square. Yeah. This one is a a two by, you know, two by tw- eight. Two by tw- well, the whole length is twenty feet. Yeah. But two by twenty, it, it's another tight spot. It, he has very little room for rotations. He hit um, um, he hit somebody a couple of weeks back on the apron. Yeah. No, I'm sorry. No, that happens in the Dunn match at Survivor Series. He hits the Panama Sunrise on the apron. Yeah. It's like. He's getting so good with these that he's doing them in such and and they're finally allowing him to, to do, do pile drivers. Yes, legit Canadian destroyers. Yes, they're, they're they're all legitimate. As soon as he hit one on Daniel Bryan, he proved he could keep it safe with Daniel Bryan. Yeah, they're like, go ahead. Yeah, do have what fun. you want. Have do, fun. Do all your because it is a great looking spot. Yeah, it is. Uh, Fish and Strong start setting up another more ta- a couple more tables. They lay Champa across the table, but he fights back off. Uh, Champa hits a double knees to the back of O'Reilly. Champa goes side to side with knees, fish to strong, corner oh, to corner. Bang, bang, bang. Um, then gets hit with a super kick out of nowhere by Cole. Yep. Uh, Cole and Champa fighting in the corner, and Cole uses the beard to hit Champa's face off the side of the ring. Just takes his uh, he uh, Cole's between the ropes uh, and the chains, and Cole's in the in the corner there. He just grabs him by the beard and pulls his face into the chains. Whew. Um, I'm getting tired just talking about Dude, this. This match is unbelievable. Um, Strong gets choke slammed by Dijak through a table. O'Reilly gets a sleeper on Dijak, but Dijak pulls him up and puts him on a table. Owens hits a fo- frog splash through O'Reilly on the table, and Lee power bombs Fish through another table. Yeah, off the top rope. Yeah, off the top rope, uh, an avalanche power bomb. So basically, everybody's out except yeah. for the two main guys who are standing at the top at of the, the top, uh, top of the cage. Of the cage. <sighs> And then, this might be one of the single most insane spots, and they've replayed this spot hundreds of times. Oh yeah, and I'll tell you something right now, man. Super props to these two guys. Oh yeah, super props. Both of them ended up being kept extremely safe. I mean, Champa protected the hell out of Cole's yeah. neck. Oh yeah, I mean, you got a guy who just came back from a major neck problem. Yeah, just un. Believable this spot. And the thing is, is Champ is falling blind. Yeah. He is falling backwards, not looking back. So he has to trust that those tables are where they need to be because those tables, as thin as they are, they're only there to help break the fall. Break the fall and slow them down as they're hitting the canvas. Now, it, we talk about how wrestling is scripted. This is a spot that these guys cannot practice. No, they can't practice it. 
You can't practice this spot. You can do it into foam or something like that, but you can't practice this spot the way it needs to be practiced. No. You know, we talk about, you know, McMahon put a lot of trust in Mick Foley with his spot off the top of the hell yeah. in a cell. There is a lot of trust coming from the top of this company, the WWE. Yeah. All the way down to the guys who are setting up this cage, all the guys, all the agents who are building this ring, everything. There is so much trust in between because this is a blind spot. They know they're going to do it. They know what needs to be done. They know what needs to be where. Tables need to be here. We need to be at this point. We're waiting for these three moves to happen. But it all comes down to that split second because there was a couple of times when Champ is standing up. First of all, Champ has been in this match at over an hour already. So he's exhausted. The only other guy who's been in the match as long as him, which is Roderick Strong, has had several breaks at this point in this match. He's had several breaks where he's been able to rest up against the cage or rest up through a table or take a big move and just yeah, be done with it. Yeah, but considering Champa's the captain, he's, he's been in every single go. thing. I mean, we were just talking. He was going back and forth, delivering elbows yeah, and knees. seconds and before this happened. It's just... it. You could see them at the top of the cage and you could see what it was leading to, but if you watch it, you could see he's tired up there because he's missing his footing a couple of times. Yeah. And it's like almost one of those things. It's like, is he up there telling him, hey, I don't know if I can do this spot? Like, because there's a lot behind this, and I know Champ is going to do the spot. You oh, know, without a you doubt. You knew as soon as they got up there, he was getting them up, but how was he going to do it? Was it just going to be a straight push off the top of the cage? What else were was they going to do? Was it going to be a do? power slam? Was it going to be a power slam? That spot is insanity. Insanity, and it's all the props in the world to those two guys at the top of the cage, to Triple H. To all eight men in that ring. All eight men in that ring because everything had to go and fall the way it needed to do. Yeah. To Triple H for trusting those two guys. Those are his Those are his all-stars right there. Yeah, those, those are, are his 1A and 1B in NXT right period. now. Period. And if anything happens to either one of them, I mean, just look what happened to the division when when um, Champa left, left. Yeah. they had to essentially do a hard reset on everything. Yeah. On everything. Mm-hmm. He loses both those guys in one night. Oh, my God. That puts Balor at top, but, but then the, the belt is vacated. Yeah. So he automatically gets the belt, and who can build a, a feud to beat him? Who even cares at that point? Because now you, you've basically taken out your two best guys. Yeah. It was such a good spot. It was such a good match. I mean, this is what War Games is designed to do. It's designed to build up all these characters. You get a great pop for Kevin Owens. I mean, that place exploded. Yeah, it did. Exploded for him. It it was it was his WrestleMania. Yeah. Confirmed that Kevin Owens is now the second most popular wrestler in all of Chicago. Behind CM Punk. Behind CM Punk. Behind CM Punk. Yeah. All day. As of right now. Yeah, as of right now, he's the... Well, I mean, Adam Cole is a second close, man. Yeah. Because everybody popped... Everybody. Adam Cole, baby! Everybody. And that's a, that's a big arena. That's oh, like, yeah, it that's is. Not like That's not like full sale. No. That's a, that's a f- big arena. That's a big-time takeover and a big-time pay-per-view the following night. And Cole is still getting the same reactions on yeah. a Survivor Series pay-per-view. So, to me... This was the match of the night. Yeah. By far, they made the right choice by putting the women on first and the men on last because there was the way th- that the way Kevin that Owens now that, now that we have seen how these matches have turned out, we both agree that this match should be on last. If we knew this was going to happen before, we would have said, oh, men's is going to go on last. But since we didn't know what was going to happen going into this match, 
we couldn't we wanted the women to go last because it was the first time yeah now we understand why it went the way it did yeah all day opening the show with a huge heel turn and a huge win for the women yep on a in a four on two and then ending with this absolutely insane five star five and a half star in our opinion match yeah it's crazy but great takeover takeover war games three was absolutely phenomenal perfect and now we're going to move on to Survivor Series 2019. Great show. Yes, very, very, very good Great show. Great show. You come out of the... I don't think this show could have gone as well if NXT wasn't involved. No, it wouldn't have. It wouldn't have because it was a great dynamic, especially yeah, since they did they did three pre-show matches. And if you go back to last year, go back to last year's Survivor Series, they didn't count the pre-show match, which was the only match that SmackDown won the entire Survivor Series last year. Yeah. They got swept last year. Yeah. But they won the pre-show match. Yeah. This year, coming out of the pre-show, every brand had a win. Raw won the um, the tag team, triple threat, with Viking Raiders and everything like that, which was the only match that they won the entire night. That was on the pre-show? Yeah, it was on the pre-show. That's stupid. Yeah. Then you had um, Leo Rush retain his title. Yep, over Kelly Stone Tozawa, which yep. was an NXT win. Which was an NXT win. And, and then, then the SmackDown, SmackDown Battle Royale. was the Battle Royale. Which, uh, which Gloria Showoffs Gloria won. Gloria Showoffs won. So each brand comes out into the main pay-per-view with one, one, w. one, and one. So now it's like, okay, no one has brand supremacy at this point. And that changed real, real quick. quick. I mean, we're going to go right through this because it's 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 pretty... It's pretty quick how everything kind of happens, but you're coming out right away. With your f- women's Survivor Series match. Yeah. Team Banks versus Team Ripley versus Team Flair. And the changes that Ripley has to make, because we didn't even go over it. Yeah. Her team completely changed after after yeah. War Games. Candace So and she keeps Tony. Candace, and she's adding Tony because they, those were the two that she had had yeah. on her team. After SmackDown. Yes. But now, she's down Yim. Yep. And, and she's, she's down, down Knox. Knox. So what does she do? She replaces him with Bianca Belair. And Io Shirai. And Io Shirai. So now you have Lorraine and Shirai, bitter enemies, having to work together. And there yeah. was some cool dynamic when you watch it because you could tell that like Shirai was trying to stay on one side. On her distance and from They were keeping a distance from each other. But those two had an awesome little meddling that they kind of did towards the end of this match, which was great. Yeah. We're not going to go through each elimination, but we are going to go through certain things. Bianca Belair, excellent showing in this match. Oh, yeah. Oh, my God. The the 450 she hits, the, all, all the power moves she's hitting throughout the match. Bianca Belair is strong. Yes. Super strong. She's a, she's a powerful man. She can she can do anything she wants in, in between oh, yeah. those ropes. Oh, anything yeah. she wants. Um, th- You could see... That NXT's team was very unified. Oh, yeah. Even with the addition of two members that necessarily weren't there to begin with. Yeah, and the fact that they were on the other side of the War Games match. They were on the other side of the War Games match. So, which I feel like Tony Storm was kind of a... Afterthought. Not not even an afterthought, but kind of like... She was the one that held them together, in my opinion. The reason I say that is because two, two from one side, two from the other... And Tony Storm comes in, and she's kind of like the middle ground. She is, but I mean, there really wasn't much that she did. That's the other problem. That's unfortunate because Kaylee Ray got a huge showing. The NXT Women's Champion got a huge showing, and the former NXT Women's Champion didn't do a ton. No, didn't. But it was the way this match was designed. You know what I mean? Yeah. And it was all designed to show 
showcase the turmoil on Team Raw. And we will get to that yeah. when we get to Raw. But the fact that Asuka green mists her own team captain yeah. and essentially eliminates Raw at that point. Yeah. It essentially eliminates Raw and it leaves Sasha Banks with um, Rhea Ripley. Yeah. Which is supposed to be a one-on-one because halfway through this match, Candice Lurie and Io Shirai need to be helped into the back because they both get hurt. Yeah. And the other eight women, nine women who are left from the other two teams are basically laughing at this. Yeah. Saying, okay, now it's another handicap match for Rhea Ripley. Rhea yeah. Ripley is again in another handicap match yeah. in back-to-back nights. Yeah. And now she's facing what is supposed to be brand A and brand B of the company. They're not looking at NXT as brand, even on the same playing field as them. No. No. Those two women in the ring, whether uh, you're talking about Charlotte Flair and you're talking about Sasha Banks, they, they, they are the women's evolution. Who is this Rhea Ripley who came over from UK? Who is this this bulky woman with gauges and with yeah. a short haircut and all this? Yeah. Such, we're real women. Yeah. You know what I mean? They they almost had like, in my opinion, a Lacey Evans kind of like, yeah. who is this girl yeah. compared to us women? Yeah. Speaking of Lacey Evans, she had a good showing in this yeah. match too. She only had a very short showing. She hit the women's right, came out on top. It, it was it was It was a good showing for... Every woman involved. Yeah, every single woman except involved. Except for Carmella. Yeah. She did her whole stomp yeah. thing and stuff like that. She, Sa- actually, no. Sarah Logan had a shitty, excuse my language, but. Yeah. I mean, you're not wrong. It was, it. that was supposed to be like almost her comeback. Yeah. Everyone was looking forward to it. Everyone was talking about, oh my God, Sarah Logan's another. She's I, involved, yeah. Wasn't she the first one eliminated I think on so, Team yeah. Raw? Like, come on, dude. Yeah. Come on. That might be the low point to me of this match. Everything else was great, especially at the end of the match, the way that Rhea Ripley gets the win with the assist of Candice LeRae and Io Shirai working together. Yeah. So, which I think that's just a one night. No, that's thing. it. That's the enemy of my enemy is my friend. Yeah. So just because I don't like you, we don't like them more than we don't like each that's other. That's like right the now. Becky Lynch Rhea Ripley thing they had on NXT last week. Correct, exact same thing. The enemy of my enemy is my friend. Thing. Exactly, and it was just a great dynamic. And the best part about it is, as a tool, again, it's you got Rhea Ripley and Candice LeRae continuing to build on that friendship. Yeah. And obviously, on the other side of that, you have Io Shirai who's staying on the other side of Ripley. She's not yeah. on the same side as LeRae. She's on the other side of Ripley. So this way, it kind of shows this dynamic of now NXT. It's something to be reckoned with. Yeah. And they get to the top of the ramp, and the other women are out there, and they're all, you know, being jovial about it. They, NXT's up. Two to one to one. And it just keeps going from and there. And the next match, we were completely wrong about. I know. The mid-card triple threat match between Strong, Nakamura. Styles, and Shinsuke. I mean, <laughs> you can go on about We, the, we oh said that Shinsuke was going to pin Strong. Yeah. But Strong pinned Shinsuke. Yeah, and not only that... Strong was an opportunist. Yeah. Strong didn't hit his finisher no. in this match. Did AJ? AJ, AJ hits the phenomenal forearm, folds Nakamura in half, and then as he's kind of like popping up, Strong just takes him and belly flops him out of the ring. Yeah. And then steals the win. Yeah. Steals the win. Which Strong did that a couple weeks back against Dijak and Lee. Yes. Yes. So, it's a great callback to how Strong's an ultimate he's opportunist. He's an opportunist. And don't forget, 
Strong was just in a match the night before in which he was in that match for well over an hour. Yeah, he was in the, he was in that match the same amount of time that Champa was. Champa was. Yes, he may not have done as much as Champa no. did, but he was still in that match yeah. that entire time. Yeah. And dude, just again, this is a match that you want to see. These three guys being in a ring together. Yeah. Just it was fluid. There was really nothing bad you could say about this. This was a good Shinsuke Nakamura match. It's a good Shinsuke AJ match. We hadn't had one yet. Yeah, we haven't had a good Shinsuke match in a while. Yes. This was a good Shinsuke match. Yes, it was. It was. And this is what we wanted to see. We wanted to yeah. see highlights of all three of these guys. Yeah. Personally, it would have been nice if Strong was fresher. Yeah. But you know what? He didn't show any kind any of... Ring, uh, not, any ring... Not even ring rust, but yeah, any he fatigue. no fatigue, man. The guy is just... A consummate, consummate professional. He oh, yeah. went out there, did his thing, you know, waited for his moment, and when and when the call was striking hot, what did he do? He got in the ring, pushed AJ out of the way, stole a win. Yeah. So now you got NXT up. Three, Three one, one, one. All right. We, up next, we uh, have our NXT title match. Match of the night. Yeah. Easily the match. Yes, the crowd was kind of dead at this point. It, it just but they like, did just have three huge matches, I mean, or two huge matches. Two huge matches, and then on top of that, you had the pre-show, which was really good. Which I like this, in my opinion. I would have rather spread NXT out, but to have an NXT showcase the first three matches of the night... Was perfect. Was amazing. Yeah. And it was ideal because now you're getting... All right, so NXT gets the first two wins of the night. Yeah. And then you get this showcase match of their championship belt... And a guy who was your longest tenured champion up of the until, modern era, uh, up until what six months ago? Yeah, I mean Walters had the belt for what six, seven months. Yeah, okay. And he's the longest reigning champion of the modern era. Yeah, yeah, breaking CM Punk's record, breaking the New Day's record for their tag. He was, team. I think, six hundred and eighty something days. Incredible. Yeah, Just absolutely incredible. And this match did not disappoint. For, no. For anybody who wasn't familiar with NXT at this point, and I know most of our listeners who listen to us are, are but for people who are not, this is NXT. Yeah, it is. These guys are nonstop, go, go, go. And it's not that AEW independent style wrestling where there's no selling. These guys are selling. They're not just popping up after a big move. They're sitting yeah. there. They're, they're, they're showing their fatigue. I mean, again, think about the bump. That Adam Cole took less than 24 hours before <laughs> yeah. this match. The yeah. fact that he's even walking around and the fact that his interview backstage even brings that up. Yeah. He's like, well, I'm Adam Cole, baby. That's it. Yeah. And and Dunn takes advantage of, of oh, his, his ribs, ba- his and, ribs his, yeah. and his wrists and uh, his but knees. at the same time, Cole does it the other way. Yeah. He takes advantage. And I mean... Dude, there were so many false finishes in this match. So many. Which sometimes false finishes can just be annoying, but that's if it's a no-sell false finish oh kind of style God, thing. Dude. But uh, with a match like this... How many bitter ends did he hit? I don't three, remember. Yeah. Four? And, and, and Cole just kept kicking out and kicking out. Panama Sunrise on the apron. Panama Sunrise in the ring. The last... It was finally the last shot. Yeah. You know what I mean? And he had been trying to set it up for a little while. Yeah. And it was just, it was so well paced, so well done. I mean, the match length was what, 17 minutes? Yeah. Okay. They put so much into those 17 minutes. Yeah. And, and that match could have gone a half hour. 
if that was a if that was an NXT takeover event, that's if it was a, a takeover. That's a takeover main event. That's a takeover main event, and it's a thirty-five minute to forty-five minute match. Yeah, all day without it, a doubt. It, it was so good, and I know your boy didn't win the match. I mean, I. I didn't expect him to win. I didn't expect him to win either. No. I love Pete Dunne, but like, I love that he's getting a rub, which is which is the most important because after he lost his NXT UK title match, I thought he was going to be just kind of set to the side for a little bit. But the considering the fact that he's been put into a really really solid feud with Dane and Priest, and then he gets the rub and gets an NXT title shot at Survivor Series yeah. against Adam Cole and puts on match of the night. And again, that's all I can we're ask for. About, we're talking about seven months ago. Seven months ago. Yeah. He is in the United Kingdom. Yeah. That's where he, he is. He is the United Kingdom he's champion. Uni- he is the top of that brand. Correct. A brand that you need the WWE Network in order to watch. Yeah. A champion that many people, unfortunately, are not talking about. Yeah. A guy who's held the belt for 600 plus days. Longest yeah. reign in the modern era. But the most casual fan who just watches Raw and SmackDown has no idea who this guy is. Yeah. I'll tell you something right now. The most casual fan who just watches Raw and SmackDown now know who Pete Dunne is. Oh, yeah. Absolutely, especially after this match. Yeah, Pete Dunne has been on main roster once before this, and that was when he came out and squashed Enzo Amore. Yeah. When they were in Manchester two years ago while he was NXT UK champion. That was the last time he'd been on main roster. Yeah. And I, actually, he's been in the Rumble a couple times, but and he showed up in the Rumble, but he didn't win the Rumble. But the thing is, again, you, you this puts him in a legitimate match. Yeah, because on what, WWE Main, what happens is Main. What happens is when you talk about somebody who's on the Rumble, right? And they have their mm-hmm. showcase moment. Like we're all gonna remember the females Royal Rumble last year with Casey Cannizzaro, where she does her whole spider crawl back up the yeah. ring, right? stuff like that. We're gonna remember moments, but you can't remember a Pete Dunne moment. You can just remember that he he showed up. In He's the... in it. He got an elimination or two, yeah, and then was and, sent. Then, and then was sent out. You remember the Iron Man of pretty much every Royal Rumble, the guy who's in there the longest. Yeah. You usually remember who number one and number two are. Yep. And then you remember who number thirty is. Yeah. And then you remember the winner. Yeah. And most of the times. When you take your Iron Man or you take your one, your two, your number, I think that, what is it, number 27? 27 is the most winning. The most winning and then number 30. So you usually try to remember all those spots and then everybody else is just kind of, they they need their moment. Yeah, and in one moment that I'll never forget from a Royal Rumble, not a January Royal Rumble, but the greatest Royal Rumble is Titus World Slide. World Slide, man. But that... That's just because that was an absolute botch. Yeah. But it was amazing. Yes, exactly. But anyhow, this was a phenomenal... I know I use that word a lot. I'm not even an AJ fan. But this was a phenomenal showcase showcase for these two NXT... I'll use this word. I'm not using it lightly. NXT legends. Oh, yeah. They are the legends of of that division. Yeah. And and as Tommaso Ciampa has said, and as I have said... Welcome to the main roster. Yeah, this is the main roster. All day, my friend. Yeah. All day. Especially since they're the ones going up against AEW. Yeah. And up next... Universal title. Universal title, which this match was a lot more back and forth than I thought it was going to be. I love the little nuances in this match. The the Daniel Bryan getting back into the yes movement. Yeah. Him chanting it. Him hitting all the yes kicks. Him going for the running knee. Getting the close two count after the running knee. Yeah. It was just great. It was, it was Wyatt showing him being powerful. Then there was a moment in the match that Daniel Bryan took advantage of. And then Daniel, Daniel Bryan was just hitting him with every big shot he had. And the Fiend doing what the Fiend does. Yeah. No selling. Yeah. The only move he sold 
was the running knee. Yeah. Everything else he no sold. He was asking him to kick him more in the chest. Which this is this is we were talking about how we don't like no selling. This is no selling no, we is, like. All right. This is the type of no selling. All right. You want to talk about 20 years ago? Yeah. Undertaker. Yeah. Go back and watch Undertaker's first Survivor Series match. He no sells that entire match. Yeah. Because that's who the Undertaker was. Yeah. That's who Bray Wyatt needs to be. Yeah. He needs to be this unstoppable force, and the only way he should have to lose his title is it needs to happen in such an extravagant fashion. Yeah. Like Undertaker in his casket matches, or it needs to happen in an Inferno match, or he needs to be buried alive. Like, bring back a buried alive match, because it's the only way I can see Bray Wyatt losing the Universal title. There's no other way, no other mortal character. And I'm going to use the word mortal, because The Fiend is immortal. Yeah. Okay. Bray Wyatt, the man in the Firefly Funhouse, he's a mortal. The he fiend, is a dream. Well, yes, we've said that. That's all kind of figments yeah. in his head and stuff. But what I'm saying is he's a mortal being. Yeah. He is a man. The Fiend is not a man. The Fiend is a monster. He is immortal. The, that is why everybody was so upset after Hell in a Cell, because it shouldn't have happened that way. No. But, again, not to put bad taste in everybody's mouth who's listening. Yeah. They've done it right these last two times. Yeah. They've done it right ever since Hell in a Cell with The Fiend popping out of the ring and getting to Seth Rollins and The Fiend beating Seth Rollins at Crown Jewel and The Fiend attacking Daniel Bryan backstage and The Fiend, you know, getting Daniel Bryan to accept his... his uh Need for the Yes the movement. The need for the Yes movement. And it's just all happening organically with this immortal, dangerous being. Yeah. And We've said it before many, many, many episodes ago. This is this generation's Undertaker. Yeah, it is. My children are growing up with an Undertaker right now. Mm-hmm. And the Undertaker was only stopped when everybody teamed up against him and buried him in a casket match. Yeah. That is what needs to happen with The Fiend. He needs to go on such a long stretch. He needs to hold this belt. I think he drops it at WrestleMania 37. He needs to hold it a minimum. A minimum is 12 months. Oh, yeah. 16, if you really think about it, because Crown Jewel plus the four to go to WrestleMania. So it's not this WrestleMania. No, it's going to go to Rumble. No, it's not this WrestleMania that's coming up. No, I'm saying Crown Jewel plus four to get to the Rumble. Oh, plus four to get to the Rumble. So then plus another two. So it's going to be at least 18 months. At that point, it's almost going to be almost 20 months. Yeah. That's how long he needs to hold this belt. He cannot. He cannot be beaten by a mortal. He no. has to be beaten by a conglomerate of faces helping out a single face yeah. retain the belt and get it away from this monster. And that's the thing. That and does that kill the Bray Wyatt character and the Fiend does not continue? No. Is that the end of the Fiend? No, because it was never the end of the Undertaker. The Undertaker does come back and the Fiend will come back. But the thing is, is now... Your faces have a common enemy. Like, I'm going to skip ahead. We're going to get through the rest of Survivor Series. But on Monday Night Raw, Seth Rollins calls out Rey Mysterio Jr. saying, yeah. you let down the roster the most. You couldn't bring back our championship belt. You let us down the most, right? Yeah. Because Bray, um, Bray, Brock Lesnar takes the belt and he just goes home with it. Yeah. Okay. The thing is, is now you have that kind of being on SmackDown. You have this ultra- evil entity and i'm not saying he's a heel and i'm not saying he's a face he's an entity all on its own yeah that the faces 
and the heels Need have to realize, oh my God, we cannot stop this guy. What do we got to do to get our belt back? Because I'm telling you right now, this blue belt is not the last transformation. No, there's going to be a change to this belt again. Oh yeah, and don't be surprised that when Daniel, um, Daniel Bryan, when Bray Wyatt in the Firefly Funhouse is showing the belt, it is of one image, and then when it makes it into the real world, it's it's, it's completely, completely different. Completely different. And that's why this match was so key because now you're building back into the Daniel Bryan yes face movement. Yeah. Will the roster get behind Daniel Bryan like the crowd got behind Daniel Bryan at WrestleMania 30? Because he could technically yeah. be that champion. The only person who wouldn't get behind him is Miz. And I can promise you, if you want to build a good program for the Fiend and Miz, have him attack Maurice. Have Sister Abigail attack Maurice. Yeah. Do something along those lines. Because then what ends up happening is... As Miz had said, you need to be the man to take down the Fiend. And because Brian didn't do that... He's going to say, I need to be the one to do I it. I need to be the one to do it. And then he's going to put his family in the firing range. And at yeah. that point, that's where you could almost see Miz being the leader of that heel side, even though they're kind of treating him like a face right now, and Brian being the leader of that face side, even though he's being kind of treated like a heel right now, yeah. almost working together to then subsequently build this faction. And again, it's a 12-month build. Oh, yeah. Is WWE trusted enough to do a long-term build? I don't I, I don't, don't know. No. I <laughs> feel like, unfortunately, we could see it. The Fiend drop the belt at Mania. Yeah, we could see it in a couple of months. They're going to yeah. just try to rush this story. But if you let this thing just grow organically and naturally, there's so many possibilities of this. You could almost have it where, you know, just as you think The Fiend's going to lose his belt, a new family member shows up. Yeah. And... And he just keeps holding the belt, and the family members are there to help him out. And again, those family members are of the, the, the demonic and, you know, otherworldly so manner. So we could see an ascension, ascension rebuild, rebrand, re- rebranding, with, and then maybe a Liv Morgan rebrand because there's been that whole push that she's been doing on social media right now. Exactly, and just keep the belt on this guy. This was a great way to keep him strong. Daniel Bryan doesn't tap. He actually gets choked out, pinned to the mat, one, two, three, with the mandible claw. Again, very, very representative of how mankind yeah. beats the Undertaker. It's, there's a lot of symbolism with the way that they're using the Fiend. And I like it, and I just want them to continue to do it. Yeah. Don't, 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 don't rush it. Let him organically just be this unstoppable being who can just who just needs a conglomerate of people to get together to beat him. You know what I mean? Even yeah. invite back John Cena for WrestleMania and let him just destroy John Cena. Oh, yeah. You know what I mean? Those are many, many, many different things that they can do. Yeah. Um, If you want to go over the next match, man, this was a great match. Men's too. Survivor Series match. Uh, Team Reigns defeats Team NXT and Team Raw via pinfall with Reigns as the sole survivor. Yep. Pinning... NXT's Keith Lee. Yes, now... Keith Lee got such a rub in this well, match. I'll tell you who else kind of got a rub. Walter. Yeah. So, this was this was our discussion last week. Is we had... We were trying to figure out, who are our five members of... Team NXT. Team NXT. None of us thought Walter. No. None of us. Which, I'm surprised we didn't... Yeah, considering, considering he is the UK champion. Yeah. You know what I mean? But... Again, we completely forgot about NXT UK for some reason. And I hated the way he got eliminated with the McIntyre Claymore kick. Yeah. 
But I, I, I said it a few weeks ago, and you agreed with me. McIntyre and UK would be awesome. Oh yeah, it would. Them two going at it, yeah, would be so good. I mean, they were going back and forth with chops <laughs> that were <laughs> echoing the arena. Oh yeah, like it was incredible. And the and the big thing is the guy, like you said, who really came out of this match with the rub was Keith, Keith Lee. Lee. He took down Braun Strowman. He was the last surviving member of his team, and he took out Seth Rollins. Yeah, he did. Now, if we if we're keeping a tally here, guess who still only has one win at this point? Raw. Yeah. SmackDown just got their second wing. Yeah. And NXT has their three. So right now, Raw is the weaker brand. And Seth Rollins, your team captain, let your brand down. Yeah. Now, don't get me wrong. SmackDown had some real turmoil in there with King Corbin and Roman Reigns. Yeah. But Corbin got kind of a... Uh, Fed to the wolves at that point with uh, who that's was it? what we said. Was it Tommaso Ciampa who's I think the one? So. Yeah, who eliminated him? Yeah. yeah. So, which that's what we said that he was going to be fed to the wolves yep. because he's going to screw piss- Ch- uh, screw Corbin. Yeah, yeah. Um. Then we had the WWE title match: Brock Lesnar versus Rey Mysterio in a no holds barred, no disqualification match. Exactly what I. <sighs> I don't mind the finish. Because on Monday Night Raw, we got the finish that we should have gotten at Survivor Series. With Ray. That feel-good moment should have happened on Survivor Series. But, again, when we go to that opening promo on Raw, yeah, this continues a hell of a storyline with your champion who takes his belt and goes home. Again, yeah, it does. I'm a, I'm a Lesnar mark. We know this. Okay? You call me out for it all the time. I mean, I'm, I'm, I'm not saying I'm a Lesnar hater. It's just Lesnar's held the belt so much in the last four years. It's getting stale because we have a couple really good champions, and then he picks the belt up back, picks the back back up again, and we have another really good champion or two, and then he gets the belt back. Give us like six years. I know it's a long time. Well, they already did that. Yeah. And what happened? I don't remember. Not much. No. Tell me, tell me all the champions that happened between CM Punk and Brock Lesnar. Well, T- tell me anybody who had a meaningful reign after CM Punk left and before Brock Lesnar returned. I want to know. John Cena, no. Maybe AJ Styles? Yeah. Maybe, and guess, what, guess who was back at that point holding the universal belt? Brock. Exactly. The thing is, is... Okay, it drives everybody nuts that he takes the belt and he disappears for a couple of weeks. Yeah. Or he disappears until the next major pay-per-view. But you want to know something? It gives the belt some oomph. It gives somebody this monster to chase. Yeah. And as- and then it and then it gives it gives Paul Heyman time to talk. Exactly. Which is fun. Exactly. And you know what else it does? It gives the person who beats him a major rub. Yeah. Now, unfortunately, the last two guys to beat him, the rub didn't work. Which was uh, Roman Reigns, Reigns and, and Rollins. Rollins. Okay, unfortunately, those rubs really haven't worked. No, but it doesn't mean that it hasn't worked in the past. True. So the crowd just wasn't behind a face, Seth Rollins. No, and the crowd is starting to really turn and starting to get back behind Roman Reigns. You're yeah, starting to see it more Slightly, and more, yeah. especially with the dap at the end of the match. Yeah, with uh. With Keith Lee. With Keith Lee. That was huge. And Vince McMahon, like I, I said at the beginning of this episode, very, 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 very much behind Keith Lee. He oh, yeah. loves himself some Keith Lee yeah. right now. It's like, 
wow, what's this guy been doing? And you know what Triple H is doing right now? Oh my god! 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 I'm gonna lose this guy! I'm gonna lose this guy! I'm gonna lose yeah. this guy! He's nervous. Yeah, he is. You know he's gonna bring him up to the main. He's gonna bring him up to Raw or SmackDown. Yeah, he'll be he'll be up after Mania without a doubt. Oh yeah, or maybe even Rumble. Yeah, depending on what true. kind of showing he can do at Rumble. Yeah, but Which he's gonna be in that Rumble and he's gonna get like four or five eliminations. Yeah. without a doubt. Yeah, and he's gonna get. He might get eliminated by Braun Strowman. He might, and that that builds your feud right there because yeah. he's gonna remember what happened in Survivor Series. And then we could see an NXT versus Raw match or. SmackDown. SmackDown. NXT versus SmackDown match at Mania. Yeah. Between Lee and Strowman. We could. That could be really good. I mean, I, going back to this Rey Mysterio match, there were some good spots. The double 619. Yeah, that was really good. The double good. frog splash. Yeah. It, it was very well done. But at the end, he is the beast. Yep. Paul Heyman doesn't doesn't make guarantees. He just no. tells you spoilers. Yeah. And Brock Lesnar is still your champion, which I'm fine with. Because, yeah. again, I'm fine with it based on what happened on Monday Night Raw yeah. the next night. Yeah. Okay? Um, and then we're going to get into the main event. And this was a great thing because, like you said, the women's match opened NXT War Games, but the women's match finished Survivor, Survivor Series. Series. Now, think about it. You have four major pay-per-views every year. Yeah. You have Royal Rumble, you yep. have WrestleMania, you have SummerSlam, and you have Survivor Series. Becky Lynch has headlined two of them this year. Yeah. Two. Yeah. That's huge, dude. That's huge. A female wrestler headlining two of your four major pay-per-views. What was the headline of Su- uh, Survivor Series, uh, SummerSlam this year? SummerSlam was... Why do I want to say it was a universal title? Hold on. Let me check. You start talking about this match and all that. Oh, I mean, what is it to talk about? This match was great. Another awesome showcase for the women's NXT champion. Remember we were talking about who's the most dominating female on either roster? It's Shayna Baszler. Shayna Baszler went out there and she she held her own against Bailey and Becky and completely, completely owned this match from start to finish. She didn't have a weak moment in it. She was put in a couple of positions, but that was because the other two had to kind of just team up on her because she was dominating. She hit every major move. She hit... Um, on on um Bailey, she hit the move where she stomps on the elbow to weaken the elbow yeah. and stuff like. That. It was just so well done. The only problem I have with this match is the end, and I'll let you talk about uh, who headlined SummerSlam. So we were both wrong. SummerSlam ended with the debut of the Fiend. Oh my God, that's right. Yep. And when he squashed Finn Balor. That's right. And it ended with him at the top of the ring laughing. Remember? Yes. So that's how that show ended. And the end of... Rumble. Rumble was Seth Rollins. Snooze fest. Yeah. Continue. So, my problem with this women's match was the ending. What do you have to say? Now, tell me I'm wrong. I want I want you I, to tell I, me I'm I wrong. I don't I don't think you're wrong. Okay. Um myself personally, I didn't want Bailey to take this pin or take the tap. It should have been Becky. It should have been Becky because Becky and Baszler have been having less some of, of a the, fe- no, some of the best feud. Yeah. Baszler and, and Becky. Baszler it, and Bailey have been having a really, really good feud too. Correct, but it, it's the it's the 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 visual back and forth, the the sit down interview with the two of them, the face to face consistently with them too. Whenever Bailey's attacking anybody, she's a coward. She's coming through the crowd. Yeah. She's hitting you from behind. She's doing all this stuff. 
Baszler and Becky are face to face the entire time, kind of the way that we're sitting. Yeah, what I would have liked to have seen. Now this is completely fantasy booking, is that Becky has the disarm her on Bailey, and then out of nowhere, Baszler runs him from behind, throws on her Kamora lock. Yep, Kamora lock. Yeah, Kamora lock, and knocks Bailey out or knocks Becky out. Because Bailey is so hurt from the disarm her that she well it starts she right before she's about to tap she comes in with a Kimura lock and Bailey rolls out of the ring holding her arm and she can't come in to break up the break up the hold yep and knocks Becky out yeah see the way I wanted this to end was that Bailey had a chance to break this hold and there was nothing she could do Shayna Baszler she just wouldn't let it go she wouldn't let it go and she's she's hey, and I'm I'm talking about she is shoot stomping. On Baszler. Yeah. And Baszler just isn't letting go of the hold. That's how I wanted this match to end. My problem is, is I have no problem with Bailey taking the taking the choke out. I don't. My problem is you cut the feed with Baszler standing over Becky Lynch on top of the announce table, holding her belt in the air and looking down at Becky Lynch. Not the other way around. Not Becky Lynch putting Baszler on the table, then going through the table and being the man holding up the belt. That's my problem with this pay-per-view. So you, you think that le- Becky should have been the one that sends ba- uh, Baszler through the table at the end? N- no, Baszler does get put through the table at the no, end. No, that's what I'm saying, is that, that Becky sends Baszler through the table. No, and- that, that's what happened. Oh. Becky sent Baszler through the table. Okay. That is not what should have happened. It should have been Baszler putting Becky through the table. No, it should have been Becky, who had just been thrown over the table. That's the only reason why she wasn't in the finish of this match. She was on the outside. Okay. And Baszler is cheering... Not on top of, not on top of the Spanish announce table, and not on top of the German announce table. On top of the WWE announce table, in front of a Raw commentator, in front of a SmackDown commentator, and with the NXT commentator standing there, like this is what we've got. We got four wins. We got yeah. four. There's our, there's your women's champion right there, and the camera panning with Basil looking down at Becky Lynch, holding the NXT belt, which Becky never held, and holding it up. Yeah. At Becky Lynch saying, come get me. That's how the pay-per-view should have ended. And on top of it, going into Monday Night Raw, Rollins didn't call out Becky Lynch. And you know why? Because Becky Lynch got to make it look strong at the end of this pay-per-view. Yeah. You missed an opportunity there. Yeah. Okay? You missed a golden opportunity there because Baszler is your women's division right now. Yes. Everybody is chasing her. Okay? Becky didn't beat her. Your top two... Women's wrestlers right now are both from NXT. Yeah, they're Rhea Ripley. Baszler and Rhea Ripley. And you may even say your top three, Candace depending LeRae. on how you look at Candice LeRae. Yeah. I mean... And then I'd say 3A, 3B, Candice LeRae, Io Shirai. I, yeah. And then Becky can kind of get thrown in that mix. Yeah. But the thing is, is you missed it. You end that pay-per-view with Shayna Baszler... Standing, standing tall. Standing tall on the WWE announce table with Raw and SmackDown's commentators kind of standing there like... Looking wow. away, looking like sad, like, looking cowardly. Wow. Like, this upstart brand just showed up on our pay-per-view yeah. and beat us. And the NXT commentator, which I believe was um, Nigel, yeah, being his heel self, just being Nigel, just being like, haha, look what we did. We came up here and we took four. We took four victories from you. And not only did we take four victories from you, we took four fi- victories. One of them included... Us beating your MVP, AJ Styles. One of them included us beating your man, Becky Lynch. One of them included us beating... Your women's division. Your women's division. It's like, 
we are the brand. Yeah. And oh, and one of them being a belt that we stole from you, yeah. the cruiserweight title. Yes. Which we put on our star cruiserweight, That's Leo right. Rush. Exactly. Exactly. Survivor Series was outstanding. It was what we wanted out of this pay per view. Exactly. One hundred percent. And now after that insane weekend of wrestling, we're going to move on to what I would like to say is a complete raw reset. Yeah, 100% is a raw reset. Um, Without a doubt, this is a reset of Monday Night Raw. Like, everybody is starting brand new storylines. Yeah. Because they had this entire NXT invasion angle. And they lost. And they, oh yeah, they did. They got their asses. They won one match. Yep. And it was in the pre-show. And it was the tag team match. Yeah. That the Viking Raiders owned oh, that yeah. match. They definitely did. Without a doubt, because that's that's who the Raiders are. Yeah. But that starts off with a raw town hall yep. kind of thing, where Roland is out in his friggin' turtleneck. Yep. Looking like a doofus. And turns heel on everybody. Oh, man. He ran down everybody. everybody. Except for, as we said, except for Becky. Yeah. But... It is just great the way he singled out people. We've been we said this last week that he needs a reset on character, and I think this is it. Yep. And with this reset, CM Punk called him out saying, "Oh, you can't be on Twitter and stuff like that." With the way this character is, let him go on Twitter. Oh yeah. Let him be a pompous douche. Yeah. Just that's who he is. He comes off so much better with this aura of arrogance. Not especially when he was with the uh, with the authority. He, oh, yeah. he had this pompous attitude about him. Yeah. He was all about himself. 100%. And now he's saying that he's the only one who carried Raw. Yeah. Which he didn't R- do jack shite no. in that match. No. And and the thing is, is it's like, calls out Randy Orton saying, oh, you let the team down more than anybody else. Randy Orton just walks away and gives him the wanker sign. You know yeah. what I mean? It, he calls out AOP. He calls out Ray. He calls out AOP. He's oh, like, where were you guys? Dude. Which that comes in play later. Yeah. But the thing he says to Ray... Where were you? You and your stupid son couldn't even beat Brock Lesnar. Couldn't yeah. bring back our championship. You let us down more than anybody else. Yeah. Calling out Charlotte Flair. You don't deserve that name. Oh yeah. my god, man! This, and I, I am so happy that it went this way because my biggest fear was that it was going to be this whole rah rah speech. And he got in trouble for something. Well, quote unquote, the rumor is that Vince McMahon got very mad. That he called out CM Punk. Yeah. I mean. It was on Wrestling Observer. And you want me to be honest with you? Is I think that WWE's playing them right now. Oh, yeah. Because I think McMahon actually loves that Rollins oh, I, called out. Yeah. Oh, I wouldn't be surprised. Because oh. if I, I'm going to say this right now. Punk is back in a WWE ring before Mania. Okay. I could see it. If not before Mania, Raw right after Mania. He's and, back in a WWE and, ring. And, and it's basically, it, his first feud is going to be Rollins. Yes. Which, considering he signed a deal with Fox, and Rollins is on Raw, which is on USA. We'll see. It, it doesn't matter. He He's going to come out, and he'll just give him the GTS. Yeah. Or, yeah. May, or maybe Rollins is a guest on backstage. Yeah. And he gives him the GTS there. I mean... The storyline's kind of building itself. I can appreciate that. It's all about if Punk wants to get in the ring at this point. That's what it is. There's nothing else behind it. Yeah. I I think the WWE is ready to let CM Punk return to the in-ring competition 
It's just whether or not he wants to come back. Mm-hmm. It's all in Punk's court right now. Yeah, it is. Um, up next, we had a match with AOP. Yeah. Um, in almost turtle suit, but not full turtle suit. They're in turtle pants. I have something I want to... When we get to towards the end of the night, th- I think there's a reason why they did it this way. So, um, They squashed the Edheads. Yeah. Edgeheads. Yeah. Which... We that's essentially what, knew it was going to happen. who they're supposed to be. The Edgeheads, yeah. Th- that's what they are. Yeah. They're teams that can be squashed. Yeah. And speaking of squashing, Andrade yeah. squashed Akira. Yeah. Which it's good. No, Giving it, Andrade a good heel rub it, right it's now. A, it, one, it's a, another big win. It's another big win for him. You know what I mean? Um, and then we like ourselves a little fatal four-way. We do, but um, bef- I'm just curious because I'm not seeing it on here. Did Murphy Black happen before or after the four-way? It happened before. That's correct. Yeah, the Blake and uh, the Buddy Murphy, Buddy Murphy, and versus Matt Hardy. That was cool. That was a good pop. Yeah, Matt Hardy coming back, giving Buddy Murphy version a huge one. Was it version one, Matt no, Hardy? It was, no, it was Hardy Boys, but he kept throwing up the version one symbol. Yeah, but that was a good rub to Buddy Murphy. Good match, and then um, Alistair Black comes out. And I can't wait for this feud. Oh, it's going to be really good. It's going to be good. Yeah, because he essentially starts going on like, I knocked on your door. I'm ready for you. And then ready. before he could even finish his sentence, I'm I'm ready for a... Fu- Alistair Black music hits. And he gets up. And, and he, he, doesn't do his, he doesn't do his slow walk. He just bolts for that ring. Yeah. Huge, dude. This is This is the kind of thing you need set up. And the nice thing is, Murphy gets the rub from... Matt Hardy. Yes. And so then now Black gets Black the rub. Black gets the rub from Murphy. Murphy. Through assimilation, he gets the rub from Matt Hardy. Yeah. Which is huge. Which yeah. is huge. And the nice thing is is Matt Hardy can change his characters so many times. Oh, yeah. So it doesn't mean that Matt Hardy can't come back as Big Ball or Matt or something like that. Like yeah, he was exactly. in TNA. Yeah. And he can give the rub to Alistair Black down the line or something. It's just, it's... It, it's good, and I would. Could we ever see a return of Woken Matt and have Woken Matt versus Aleister Black happen? It could, but I think the Woken think, character think, is is overplayed. I, well, I think the Woken character is a little too gimmicky. comic and gimmicky to go up against Aleister Black because then it would bring his character. It would bring down a tier. It would definitely. We're talking about mystiques. It would bring yeah. Black's mystique way down. Yeah, that's someone who we didn't even talk about who could be the one that dethrones the fiend. Absolutely not. Nope. No? no? No. You don't think they even have a feud? Not even. No? No, because then you're, you're dealing with characters who are kind of in the similar Very mystique similar, area. Yeah. Um, not to get off on this tangent, but the thing is, with The Fiend, it needs to be a mortal who beats him. Yeah, not someone not demonic. Not someone who, demonic who's playing on those those dark tendencies and stuff yeah. like that. Okay. Um. So now we get into the- Speaking on the Fatal 4-Way. Oh, man. The promo before was great. Everything because was it was meant to be AJ Styles versus Humberto, Humberto Carrillo for the U.S. title. And then the OC absolutely demolished Humberto. Destroyed Humberto Carrillo. We were talking about him getting thrown around last Friday. He, he gets thrown, thrown around. around here. Yeah. On the steel steps. Yeah. Uh, On the apron. Yep. Um, into the barricade. Um, and then they all are in the ring, and essentially AJ saying like, "Oh, I don't have a match tonight. Oh, okay. I don't have anyone to face." But Ricochet's out there because he comes out. And tr- Ricochet makes, comes out for the save, makes the save, and Ricochet is like, "You know what? I'm gonna step in. I want this match." He's like, 
but I've pinned you. I'm I'm not facing you. I'm not having a match. I was meant to have it against Humberto. I'm not having a match against you. I've already beaten you. And then who was the next one? It was Orton. Orton. Orton came out. And Orton was like, I don't think we've ever had a match. I want that U.S. belt. And he's like, no, I beat you at WrestleMania, so yeah. I don't need to face you. It is what it is. And then McIntyre comes out. Was it McIntyre or Ray next? It was Ray next. Yeah. And um, again, same thing. AJ's like, oh, well, I already beat you. Why do I need to face you? Yeah. And then McIntyre comes out and goes, you've never you've beat faced me. me. You've never beat me. And I'm the only one here who's never held a singles title. I want the match. So then he's basically like, I don't have to have a match with any of you guys. I signed a contract with Humberto Carrillo, so I don't need to have a match with and any of you And then they're like, and then I think it was Ricochet, Ricochet says, like, why don't we have a fatal four-way and who, whoever wins can, can, face, can face And AJ's like, well, no, no that's no. stupid. But then then the Carl good brothers Anderson, are like, that's actually, actually a pretty good idea. I mean, that's kind of a match. He's got a really would, good point. We'd like to see that match. I'm that's, not going to lie. These guys are so funny, but yeah. they're not comic characters. Yeah. They just play around with jokes. Yes, yes. And it was... Dude, <coughs> if there was a television match so far this week, if we, because we're only reviewing right now Monday and Wednesday, if there was a television match that just took my breath away, it was it the was this fatal four way match. Yeah, and nothing against NXT, nothing against AEW. No, everything about this match was so good. Yeah, so the chops. Oh my. Dave has been going off to me all week before recording this about those chops. I will tell you something right now. Walter is praised internationally for his chops. Yeah. And him and McIntyre had their little chop fest yeah. at Survivor Series. McIntyre delivers the single most vicious chops I have <laughs> ever heard. Yeah, he does. Ever to Randy Orton. And this Randy Orton character, the way he sells it, it's like he has he to gets take, hit and he has to play it off, but you can tell he's like he's in so oh much pain. My God. He's like, oh my god, I was not expecting it. So then McIntyre basically goes, "Come on, show me what you got." So then Randy Orton hits him with a chop, and, and it McIntyre doesn't even no sells him. phase him. Doesn't even phase him. So then Randy Orton standing is like, "All right, I'm gonna have to take another one." McIntyre, first of all, after the first chop, look at Orton's chest. It's it's beet raw red, meat. and there's already a piece of raw meat right next to his pec, right next yeah. to his armpit. Yeah. He knows his second chop's coming, and he's bracing for it. Yeah, yeah. And it, the second chop was even louder than the first <laughs> yeah, because Randy Orton puts his finger in his ear to clear it out because it was so loud. Yeah. There's one guy whose reaction you need to watch. All right, he's at every pay per view. Yeah, it's the, the guy, guy with the, the green yeah, shirt in, in the, the front, front row. row. I don't know who he is. I believe he's local here to the Northeast. He's at every he's single at show. Every show. All I know is watch his face because they have him almost on camera for the first chop, and his oh my that those two chops are just earth. Everyone jokes around that Big Show caved in Kofi King Kingston's chest with his chops, and that's why yeah. Kofi has the chest the way it is. It, it's more of a muscle it's disorder. Yeah, yeah. If Randy, or I mean, if Drew McIntyre had hit Kofi Kingston with these chops, he would have cut him in half. Yeah, 
These yeah. were vicious. And Orton is a massive, massive built yes. guy, and he was eating yes. painful and, chops. And, dude, it's not just that. It's the little banter back and forth. Yeah, between it was. Them. He's like, what, are you just mad because I'm taller than you, bigger than you? What are you going to do about it? Yeah. And then chop. And then yeah. chop. And then what does Orton do? He pokes him in the eye. Yeah. <laughs> I mean- it was so This good. match was great yes. from top to bottom in terms of wrestling, in terms of banter. Banter. In terms of, dude, the Tower a, of Doom spot. Yeah. Dude, Mac, McIntyre may not have won this match. He came out of this match the strongest out oh, of everybody. Oh, without a doubt, yeah. Out of everybody. Because he did that Tower of Doom where he suplexed the other two guys off the top rope. Yeah. I mean, the chop spot. The only thing he didn't do in this match was hit anybody with his claymore. Yeah. And in the match, we give so much crap for schoolboys school, and for roll-ups. All right, I know you talked about the prettiest, you know, prettiest pin. Pin this reversal between Ricochet and Rey Mysterio Jr. for that roll-up. That's the best counter I've ever seen into a into a roll-up. And I want to see a program with these two guys. I know it's face face, but oh my god, can you imagine the this matches? would be a fun match between these two guys yes as not a grudge match or a blood feud or whatever no, just a, just a show off of athletic high flying give them some talent. ladders yes give them some ladders dude i mean all i know all i know put is them in a la- tlc is the next pay-per-view. pay-per-view put them in a ladder match for the united states championship it, i don't know if it'll be them i think it, i don't know who ray goes up against but i don't know if it'll be them because you don't want to have face face at a pay-per-view it's just a little that's tough. true all I know is the strongest guy who came out of this match was McIntyre, even though he didn't win the match. And I'm I'm never going to stop talking about those chops. No. And I know we just kind of skipped it, but um, Ray won the U.S. belt. Oh, no, we haven't even gotten to it because yeah. we didn't even get to the next match. Yeah. Which was awesome because Ray wins the U.S. belt, but who comes out and makes the save for him? Randy Orton. Randy Orton hits the RKO. Against yeah. against AJ Styles and ends which the match AJ with- has some great banter on the outside. He's like, you know what, guys, this is a really good idea. When yeah. he was the one up yeah. on top, yeah, this was a great idea. Thanks, guys. I appreciate you thinking about this. Yeah, and then his interview in the back, he doesn't even know what to say. He's just like, mm. Randy Orton, and that's all he says, and he walks away. Yeah, it's just that like, sets up a feud between them too. It sets up an awesome feud, and the best part about this is, you know, one thing we always kind of knock Orton is he's never really had f- great. Face runs. He no. doesn't need to be a face heel, no. though. He doesn't need to be. No. Because AJ is such a super heel yeah. that Orton is just the better of two evils at this point that you're trading yeah, for. Yeah, exactly. And I can't wait to see some of these matches. Oh, they're going to be great. But yes, Rey Mysterio, the 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 elation we were supposed to, we thought we were supposed to receive at Survivor Series, we received on Monday Night Raw. Yeah. And it, it, was, it was great. He gets the belt. He's out there with his son. Now look at his son to double cross him and- you know, oh really? That'd be awesome. That's what I would. Like I could to see. see it. I could see it. It'd be fun. Now, one thing we didn't touch on. I, 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 I know we want to get to Oscar and Charlotte. They finally had a good payoff for Rusev. Yeah, that was a good payoff. Yeah, it was. It that, was really I, good. I enjoyed that payoff. Yeah, because they had the they had the vignette earlier in the day where Rusev receives a restraining order. He's not allowed to come in, and he basically just says, "I don't care." I want to get my hands on Bobby Lashley. Yeah, and he which dis- that sets up a, I believe, if I'm not mistaken, a steel cage match at, or it's a blow off of some sort match at Starcade. Yeah, between them two, and it's perfect. It's just perfect. Yeah, it is. I and it's 
let it just end here. Let let Rusev put him in a hospital. Let Rusev yeah. become the Bulgarian brute all over again. Yeah. And it's weird because Lana just signed a new contract, but Rusev hasn't yet. Really? So, hmm. you know, I, I want to see the blow-off happen where Rusev comes out on top. Yeah. But, you know, we'll see what WWE does. Let's yeah. see what Rusev does. We will. Um, up next, we did have the, uh, I'd say it's almost a blow-off between Charlotte and Asuka. Um, it's kind of the blow over from the issues that happened at the Survivor Series match. Okay. Um, Oscar gets the green mist off again. I don't think it's a blow off. You think this feud's continuing? I think this is continuing. Do you think this is kind of like changing of the the decision, the changing of the guards from when they originally had their match? Charlotte is heel, Oscar's face. Now Oscar's heel and Charlotte is working face. I think that this is almost like a reset of their WrestleMania match. Yeah. Where Oscar lost her mystique. Because Oscar's regaining doing, her mystique here. She's regaining her mystique. She's keeping very good heel she's tactics. She's getting that very that very Japanese style. Kyrie Sane tactics. is playing a very, you know, demon, um, minu- diminutive, you know, n- like a gnat. Like yeah, she's pecking she's at her. Annoying. She's annoying Charlotte Flair to the point where Charlotte's losing concentration against Oscar, and then Oscar's hitting these big mo- like hitting this green mist. Now, the only thing I have to question: there is so much mist on Charlotte Flair's face. How does the referee not see this? Like, is he blind? I mean, we we've t- known that wrestling referees have been blind in the past. Okay. I just think they just like, oh. Oh, Charlotte died of him in match. Yeah. She must have just decided to change her makeup real quick. I was busy. Yeah, I was dealing with Kyrie Sane. Yeah, I don't know. It's just. It, or it might be the fact that Asuka, when she went for the pin, distracted the view. I mean, they did that a couple of weeks ago when yeah. they did the NXT, um, when they did the tag team championships on the NXT show. Um,. But it's just it—it's so much missed. It's not like the old, you know, great Kabo- the old Tajiri or the great Kabuki. It was a little bit of mist in the eyes, and it just kind of covered a little bit of an. No, area. this covered all of Charlotte's face and chest. Charlotte's hair is green. There was still green in her hair from Survivor Series. Yeah, she was. Uh, she turned into the the creature from the Black Lagoon. She turned into the Incredible Hulk. Yeah, she was that green. I just like it. Let Oscar continue on. This. Yeah, I uh, I like this. I like this Oscar. Yes, I yes. like this Oscar a lot. Charlotte can get the wins over Kyrie Sane, but she cannot get the wins no, over Oscar. No. Um, main event: Kevin Owens versus Seth Rollins. Yes. Seth Rollins is working heel. Yes, and there was two great promos that led into this main event. Yeah. First, Seth Rollins calling out Kayla. Kevin Owens. Yeah. On a backstage interview. Yeah, with Kayla. Yep. Was it Kayla or uh, Charlie? It was Charlie because it was Chuck. Yeah, Charlie Caruso, um, and then Ko calling out Seth. Yeah, and it's nice too because, you know, we kind of there's not been a lot of faith when it comes to WWE for long term booking, and I know it's very short term. You're talking about a Saturday to a Monday. It's a very pretty quick turnaround. But the thing is, is you had Ko show up at NXT. Actually, no, we're actually almost talking about a full week here because Ko on Monday Night Raw with Triple H being attacked yeah. by Undisputed Era. Then KO shows up for Team Champa at War Games yeah. to defeat Undisputed Era. Then gets 
taken backstage by Seth Rollins asking, I don't know if you're Team Raw or if you're Team Team NXT. And then KO basically saying, well, I don't know if I should trust you considering who's on the other team. It puts out the fist like the uh, Shield used to. Yeah. Then you get in the ring and you get Kevin Owens on the top rope and you have a member of SmackDown on the ground and you have Tommaso Ciampa on the ground and he hits a frog splash against SmackDown, ignores Ciampa, and then Ciampa hits him with the draped DDT and eliminates Owens. Yeah. Then you come into Monday Night Raw, you start the night with the Town Hall, Kevin Owens is the only one left in the ring. Rollins is like, you wish you were me. You'll never be Seth Rollins. You can never be half the wrestler I was. Blah, 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 blah. Kevin Owens goes, ah, stunner. You know what I mean? Yeah. It's it, it's it's really good booking right now. And it's yeah. really nice to see because Raw has been the C show. And with their show, You're not wrong. And with their showing at Survivor Series, it showed they were the C show. Yeah. With something like Kevin Owens and a heel Seth Rollins, you can really, really, really reinvigorate this show. Reinvigorate this show. And this match definitely showed it. Yeah. I mean, Senton bombs off the apron onto the floor. Um, multiple stunner attempts, um, pop up power bombs, buckle bomb, stomp attempts. stomp attempts. There was so much that happened in this match. And then the ending to this match. Mafia AOP comes out. And lays into Kevin Owens. Then looks at Rollins, kind of like, you know what, we don't even care about you, and walks out. Yeah. So, Owens won by DQ. Yep. Um, via the in, uh, interruption by AOP. And then eats two huge stomps by Seth Rollins. Yep. Which that basically cemented his heel turn. Correct. Now, the big thing to me is, I think... They took the flak jackets off AOP to distance themselves from Shield. That's actually really, really. I didn't think of that, but that makes a lot of sense. That makes a lot, a lot of sense because this could almost be. You remember when Seth Rollins did his original like heel turn and he was dealing with Brock Lesnar, where yeah. he had like the sh- two short diminutive guys that were with him all the time, Noble and. Uh... I can't think of who they were, but it was Jamie Noble was one of them, and I can't it was remember. Johnny Nitro. No, it wasn't. No. Speaking of him, when's he going to start showing up? Yeah. He would have been a great 15 member for Survivor yeah. Series, but we're not going to harbor back to that. What I think is now, versus Rollins hiding behind two shorter guys, Yeah. now he's got these two muscle guys, guys yeah. that you got to get through to get to Rollins. Yeah. And by the time you get through them, you're too tired to get through them. Yeah. I don't think that's where it's going. I don't think they're going to be doing a Shield 2.0 because he tore he tore into the AOP. Yeah. I almost feel like the AOP looks at it as like, you know what? We don't need to go after Rollins because Rollins isn't who Raw is right now. No. We need to go after that guy, Kevin Owens, Kevin Owens, Owens. because he is, raw. he is Raw right now. And if we're going to stake our claim as these guys who are harbingers of violence, who like to breed violence to other people, we're not going to go after a guy who is too cowardly to fight in the ring and calls everybody else out. We're going to go yeah. after a guy who stands up for what this ring actually stands for. Yeah. So I think, again... The, the jackets came off just in case they're going to go the shield route with it, like a shield 2.0. Yeah. But if they're not going to go the shield route, they're going the route of, hey, we want to take down the head honchos of Raw. Who's a head honcho on Raw? It's not Seth Rollins. He's a little baby. You know, he's 
crying to everybody. He let this roster down just as much as anybody else did. Yeah. It's that guy. That guy showed up at War Games and showed how good Raw could be at War Games. That guy showed up at Survivor Series and showed how good he was. Because who else was involved in the first NXT War Games? AOP. With Roderick Strong, who was also involved in this match. Exactly. So, there's a lot of... lot of. I mean, I don't think... It's it's not, like, necessarily a strong connection, but it's it's something. No, it's there's a lot of connecting of dots. Yeah. I mean, it's distant dots, you know what I mean? But, I mean, it's like those old menus that you used to get at a restaurant, yeah. you know, building the dinosaur with 100 dots. Yeah. You know, this AOP connection maybe dot, like, three or four. You know, when do you get to dot number 100? Where does it lead? Yeah. So... And now, if we haven't talked enough professional wrestling so far, now we have to move on to the Wednesday Night Wars. Now, we're just going to say it right now. NXT, NXT blew this out of the water this week. Yes, they did. They're because of- they're coming off a huge two pay-per-views. Yes. Um, with a W. Yeah. Yeah. So, there was no way that they were getting beat this week. No, absolutely not. Absolutely not. Show starts off with an NXT celebration. The entire crowd's running through the ring. I can't remember was who was that that was doing the performance. It was some some rapper that was doing a a performance based on the uh, uh, the NXT theme. Yeah, where he was doing like the NXT chant and all that stuff. Yeah, we are NXT yeah. instead of we are not your kind. Yeah, it's oh, oh, Slipknot. Yeah, he's doing some kind of performance based yeah. off of the Slipknot. It may be the new theme song. Who knows? Who? Yeah, who knows? Possibly. Um, and then they're interrupted by shock. The system. Yep. Uh, Undisputed Era comes out, and uh, they find themselves to the top of the ramp. Uh, ramp. In the ring, we see Champa Lee, Dijak, and Riddle. Undisputed Era is NXT, is what uh, Yui was saying. Yeah. But uh, who ate the pins at War Games was Undisputed Era. Correct. And um, who was the only um, two guys to uh, lose? Was uh, Redragon. Yeah. So... Well, no, I'm wrong about that because Champa ate a pin, Lee ate a pin, Dijak ate a pin. Um, but when you're talking, Riddle ate a pin. Yeah, but when you're talking about um, when you're talking about like one-on-one matches, yeah, like Redragon and and Redragon actually they took the pin in that match, right? I believe so. Yeah. So, um, anyway, uh, it basically sets up a uh, a promo between all of them. Where uh, Lee is saying that we want those tag belts, and him and Dijak, him and Dijak want to challenge for those tag belts. Um, and Champa goes on and says, "Daddy's home. Daddy's coming for you, Goldie." And then Balor comes out and kind of stands between him and says, "Well, I'm standing between you and the Goldie. the belt right now, and the Goldie and you. So you got to go through me first. Yeah." And that sets up another match for later in the night. And it's great because it almost kind of teases to something we saw a couple of weeks ago. Yeah. Where is Balor working working with, with the, UE? the UE? What's going on? So it's a yeah. good tease. Um, sets up a uh, tag team title match um, between, in this case, it was Strong and O'Reilly. Yeah, because Fish got hurt midway through the match. Yeah. He got he took a bad bump on the outside yeah, and went to commercial got- break. Popped. Yep. Uh, Which is bad because he's had any issues before. Correct. So uh, so Strong stood, uh, came in and helped defend those belts. One tough SOB, man. Oh, yeah. And uh, I believe he was the one that got the pin. Yes. Yeah, with a high-low. Yep. And he was the one that pinned. I believe it was Dijak. Yeah. And there's a spot in this match. This spot was where Keith Lee, Keith Lee absolutely Adam sends Cole. Adam Cole over the barricade into the f- third row. Yeah. Oh, my God. And 
if if Cole did not get his ups on that run, he would have hit his side and his legs into the top of that metal barricade and probably bruised, if not cracked, his femur. How? Yeah. It, whatever bones that weren't already bruised. I mean, he essentially yeah. had like a night off tonight. Yeah. I mean, he took that one spot, but he had a yeah, night he off. He needed it. Oh, after War Games and after Survivor Series, yeah, he definitely Without a doubt. Um, but UE retains the tag belts. Yep. Uh, Mansoor gets a W in NXT over Shane Thorne. <sighs> I would have preferred it been over somebody else. I would have preferred if it wasn't Mansoor at all. It doesn't work. His gimmick doesn't work in the States. It works when he's the hometown hero and he's doing all this great stuff overseas. Fair. It doesn't work at Full Sail Arena. Yet. Yeah, not yet, no. He still needs to be built. And the fact that you you had this guy, Shane Thorne, who you were building up to face Johnny Gargano, now mm. all of a sudden is cannon is... fodder for Mansoor? Yeah. If you're not going to be giving Mansoor an actual proper push, this is a waste of Shane yeah, Thorne. Yeah, it is. Sorry to say, but it is. Um, Candice LeRae versus Dakota Kai. Uh, grudge match. Yeah, this is what we were talking about before. Yeah. Uh, LeRae wins via DQ after having the... Uh, Knee brace smashed over her head. Yeah, while she has the uh, Gar- uh, Gargano escape. Yep. Gargano escape. Yeah. Um, and she gets smacked in the face with a knee brace. Uh, con- Kai continues the onslaught, sending her into the, sh- uh, into the ring post, into, into the, the stairs. stairs. And then she starts to bring out a chair and goes to swing at uh, uh, Candice LeRae. And out of friggin' nowhere comes Rhea Ripley and just kicks the chair out of yeah. uh, Kai's hands. Um, Kai wanted nothing to do with Ripley and yeah. just bolted up the but ring. this is the thing, is like you were saying before, with Rhea Ripley, now you're setting up multiple avenues for feuds. Yeah. I mean, you're setting up one where she needs to protect her best friend. I mean, legitimately, her and Candice LeRae have had one of the best weekends out of anybody in NXT. Yeah. It, it, it would be her, uh, Ripley, LeRae, um, Adam Cole and Keith Lee. They were the four four all stars for NXT. Yeah. This weekend. Don't get me wrong. Champa scores a big win, but his team also lost at NXT. Yeah. Cole retained his title. Keith Lee's the one who stood. Got a huge rub with got a huge Roman Reigns. Reigns. Larray and Ripley both were the ones walking out of the women's you know championship. Strong looked good because he stole a win, but he also stole a win. He didn't win the win. Yeah. That's the difference. Yeah. So those are the four who come out and. Now with Ripley, you're going to have one avenue where she wants to try to make sure she continues to protect her friend LeRae, who's going to be dealing with this onslaught from Dakota Kai, Dakota Kai and possibly still Io Shirai on the other yeah. side. And then she still has her promo and deals with Shayna Baszler yeah, on the same on the night, night yeah. later on in the night. So now she's she's it's almost one of these things where could Ripley be being pulled in too many directions and her friendship with LeRae could cost her maybe? Who knows? Yeah, it's possible. She could try and pull double duty on uh, on a takeover, and then that in that case, cost of the sh- uh, cost, cost of the, of the belt. belt. Yeah. Um, up next, we had a NXT Cruiserweight Championship match between Leo Rush and Akira Tozawa. And Tozawa's getting some good TV. Yeah, time. he is good he, TV he, time. Former champion. Yeah, he deserves it. But they're kind he's, of flying him around the country like crazy. Yeah, it's like he was in Chicago for Raw. Two days later, he's in. He, uh, full sale. Full sale for, for NXT. A, for a, this championship belt. Yeah. And Rush retains with his... Uh, actually, well, actually, Tozawa had three matches. 
in in basically three shows. Survivor Series, Survivor Raw. Series, he had a match. Raw, he had a match, and NXT had a match. Yeah, oh. this is his second match against Rush. Yeah, in, uh, in in basically a week. Yeah, and he's lost all three. Oh well, I, it's the right move. It is. But Rush is a great champion right now. Yeah, the person that's going to take that belt off him is Raul Mendoza. It has to be. Yeah, it's going to be. Yeah, um, it was a good match. It's a it's a cruiserweight match. It's no. exactly what you can expect it's, from a cruiserweight it, match. It's very this? very good. It's from the most un- underrated version of WWE Two Hundred Five Live. Yeah, nobody was watching it, and that's why they kind of just pulled sent the plug it, on it. it. NXT, yeah. But the thing is, by putting it on NXT, it's now getting a live television push. Yeah, Two Hundred Five Live used to just be on the network. Yeah, if you went to SmackDown and you watched SmackDown Live, you got to see Two Hundred Five Live afterwards. Yeah, but the thing is, is when you watch it on the network, it's to half empty arenas. The fact that it's at this full-sale arena and it's a little bit more compact and you get these 205 guys on there. Yeah, an and, I- and this NXT crowd loves Tool. wrestling. Yes, and that's what this is. Yeah. It, it's wrestling. Now, again, my only thing is bump the division to 225. That's yeah. all I have to say. Yeah. But that, that might be something that we'll do if we end up doing WWE 2K21 yeah. because I haven't even touched 20 because I know how much of a dumpster fire it is. Oh, yeah. I know I promised that we were going to do a weekly thing. I haven't touched it. It's a dumpster fire. Um, up next we had Zia Lee versus Vanessa Bourne. This is a uh, grudge match. A grudge match because Vanessa Bourne is pissed off with what happened to Aaliyah yep. the week before. So Zia Lee comes in. Work. It it's, it was a work. Yeah. Uh, and Zia Lee gets a rub. Yeah, she gets um, the win. Post match, Baszler comes out and starts beating the hell out of Zia Lee. Her and the horsewoman. Yep. And then Ripley comes down for the save. Yeah. This is her second involvement in uh in, in this show in saving somebody. Yeah. So this sets her up in the title feud. Yep. Not just a friendship protection feud, but this is her title. She wants that belt because she was the one that took out Shayna. She wants that belt. Yep. But the other thing you're looking at here too is, I know you're not saying a friendship thing, but she keeps protecting all these baby faces. Yeah. So she may not be friends with Zia Lee, but she's protecting the baby face. And then she's yeah. protecting Candice LeRae as a baby face. Don't be surprised if uh, next week you see Mia Yim getting jumped. And then she's coming out to protect me again. Yeah. So she's kind of just being that that that, gate, that gatekeeper for the for the the face female division of yeah. NXT. Yeah. Uh, and then main event, Finn Balor defeats Tommaso Ciampa via the assist of Adam Cole. Yep. Um. So Cole hits an insiguri on the outside um, while the referee is distracted with Balor, uh, and Balor's sent in uh, hits the nineteen sixteen DDT, gets the pin. And then at the very end, you kind of get this this notion that, oh, maybe they are working together because you have Cole standing next to Balor holding the belt up. And then Pele kick right to Cole's face. So, yep. nope, Balor's a lone wolf. Balor wants, Balor wants what Balor wants, and Balor wants nothing to do with Cole. Give him but he all wants the ev- belts. He wants everything to do with that NXT championship. Give him all the belts. The women's belts, the cruiserweight belt, everything. Yep. Then let him go to Raw, take all those belts. Let him go to SmackDown, and the only one he can't take is the one off the Fiend. I was just he can take say, everything that's else. That's the only one he, let him he take doesn't everything get else. the Fiend's belt. I don't belt. care. Let him win every belt. Let him be great. You ever see the old Conor McGregor cartoon yeah. where he's going after all the belts? Yeah. Yeah. That, there that, was, that's Finn Balor right now. So, hey, I'm they're, assuming they're you both know, Irish, too. Yeah, I'm assuming you know Austin Aries, right? Yes. Remember when Austin Aries held, like, six independent championship it, belts? It's incredible. He was, Austin, he was Austin six belts. Yeah. It was great. Yeah. But... NXT was very, very good this week, minus that one hiccup with Mansoor. Yeah. I'm not I'm again, I'm not trying to disparage Mansoor or anything like yeah. that. Yeah. It's just 
he's kind of a little bit of a novelty at this point because he really the only two times we've really seen anything to do with him has been in Saudi Arabia. Yeah. You're not giving him you're not doing him any favors by bringing him to full sail and having no, him not. beat someone like Shane Thorne. Yeah. First you're hurting Shane Thorne big time. And then secondly, I mean he's not going to get the pop that you're kind of hoping for, you know what I mean? Yeah. And then moving on to All Elite Wrestling, um it was a good show. It wasn't bad. Yeah. But it was it was good, but it was nowhere near a post Survivor Series post War Games it, NXT show. It couldn't show. hold a candle no. to it. Uh, show opened with the Le Champion Celebration. Celebration. I mean, that's a great way to open the show. Which it poked fun at the Festival of Friendship. Yes. Which they've poked fun at the WWE stuff with Kevin Owens. A lot. Twice. Yeah. They did it with MJF. Yep. When they did the Cody Rhodes. Yeah. Uh, and now they had the Festival of Friendship style thing. And my favorite part was that he gave out coupons to some of the people for 50 cents off the new Le Champion t-shirt. Yep. Only available at aewshop.com. It's funny. It is It funny. is very, very it's, funny. It's very funny. It is. Um, And then that ended with uh, SCU coming in. They were actually dressed up as a couple of the marching band members that they had around the ed- edge of the ring. Uh, came in and attacked uh, S- uh, Inner Circle. Yeah. And that set up a couple matches. Yep. Um, up next, we had a huge upset in a tag team match with Dude, the, best the best friends, friends defeats the Lucha Brothers. Wow. Which, it's it's good that they're getting a rub, but to have them beat the Lucha Brothers? That's huge. Yeah, it is. That's very huge. Um, up next, we had a tag team match between Emi Sakura and Bia Priestley versus Hikiro Shida and the debuting Chris Stantler. I love Chris Stantler. I've seen her on the independent scene. Uh... The, I think it's the the world's the galaxy's greatest alien. Okay. Um, that's her gimmick. Okay. Um, she gets she pulls the L. Uh, I believe Emi Sakura pinned Hikiroshida in this match. Now I could be wrong. Now let me ask you a question. Didn't a female superstar from AEW just leave? Uh, maybe. I'm not sure. Who are you talking about? Somebody, K- Kaylee Ray. Kaylee Ray left because she got injured and had to retire. Okay, so I think this thing with Chris Standler, Kylie Ray, Kylie Ray, yeah, Kylie Ray, yeah. I think this thing with Chris Standler is almost like a rush to get her up. Yeah, because she doesn't really match the level of talent that's in this ring. I'm not, not saying she's not talented. She's talented, but, but she's independent but, right but, now. But she's Kylie, independent wrestling but right Kylie now. Kylie Ray was like that next women's rub. Yeah, Kylie Ray was really good. So, and unfortunately, she had to walk away from in-ring competition due to a very bad neck injury. Yeah. Um. Anyhow, um, I can't wait until Priestley, Sheeta, Sakura, or Stantler all hold the belt. They're all going to hold the belt eventually. But, I agree. Yeah, definitely. I want to say that Sakura is going to be the one to hold the belt next. Yeah, she is. Um, up next, we had Cody defeating Matt Nix. Uh, Matt Nix is from a uh, professional wrestling uh, uh, promotion called Freelance Wrestling, and the crowd was going insane. They love freelance wrestling in that area. I don't remember where they were exactly. Okay. Were they in Chicago? No, because no. WWE was in Chicago. Yeah. So. But... uh. They were going crazy. They love freelance wrestling. Well, that's, and the, that's the thing about AEW is they do pull local talents from yeah. local, you know, sh- uh, houses. Yeah. Well, I mean, not to knock Orange Cassidy, 
but I mean, he made his first real big pop on AEW their second week. Yeah. And where was he? It was in Boston, it was Massachusetts. In Boston, Mass. Yeah, because he's from this area. He's from this area. So, um, but so Cody got that win, and after the match, the Butcher and the Blade emerged from underneath the ring. And now, I'll be real. I haven't seen a ton of work from them. But I can just tell from the reaction that they are huge. Mm-hmm. I have not really seen their work. I'll have to look it up and see if I can like research some of their work. But I think there could be a thing in the works with them and Wardlow and MJF. It could. Starting another faction. Yeah. Um, up next, Cody or Kenny Omega versus Pac. Cody this, or Ke- this did not Kenny go over well wins at all. via roll-up. Didn't go over well at all. Didn't go over well with us. Didn't go over well with the crowd. No. No, because guess what? You want to knock another, comp- another company for doing roll-ups after roll-ups after roll-ups? Yeah. I can count how many important matches have ended in a roll-up. Have ended in a roll-up, and I'm starting to fill both my hands right now. Yeah. That's a problem. Yeah, it is. You've done... Considering they've had, what, eight episodes, nine episodes? I mean, if you count the pay-per-views, they've had two handfuls, basically. Yeah. Call it ten episodes, right? Your your tag team champions, the only way they can hold their belt or win their belt is via roll-up. Yep. Uh, Your women's champion retains her belt via roll-up. Yep. Your Kenny Omega, the world's greatest wrestler, beats Pac via roll-up. It's just roll-up, 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 roll-up. SCU... um, Dark Order? No, 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 no. The guy from SCU. Scorpio Sky? Yeah. Beats Chris Jericho via via roll-up. It's like, you know... Yeah. The whole surprise roll-up finish, man. I mean, if we're going to knock WWE for it, I'm going to knock AEW for it because they're using it way too much. Yeah. Uh, Up next, we had the the Dynamite Diamond Ring match between MJF and Diamond Dallas... Not Diamond Dallas Page. (laughs) Hangman Page. Um, of course, MJF won. had to win it. He had to because he has prop. this whole. That's his prop. He had this whole pinky ring thing and, and listen, like this thousand dollar scarf or whatever listen, it was. Now between his scarf, his shoes, and his ring, he's worth more than you. Yeah, he's more worth more than my house. Yeah, no, he's worth no more 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 than that. Your yeah. house, your car, your kids, your 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 dog, your cat, your four hundred one k. He's worth more than anything. Yeah, um, but uh. He won after an intervie- uh, interference by Wardlow. Yeah, with a botch. Yeah, with a botched uh, crossroads. Yeah. Um, and then we had a brawl uh, between Dustin Rhodes and the Bucks uh, with the inner circle. Mm-hmm. It's exactly what you'd expect. It's yeah. a, it's an inner circle versus uh, the elite yeah. uh, brawl. And then we have the main event, Scorpio Sky taking on Le Champion um, for the AEW World Championship. Le Champion retains. Of course. But he retains by submission with the Lion Tamer, yeah. which is like the souped up version of the walls. Yes. The, the original. Yeah, the walls original of walls. Um, Post match, Jericho reapplies the submission before being met eye to eye with John Moxley. Who is most likely the next challenger for the AEW title? I, I can see it, but I don't think Moxley cares about belts. I think he just wants to hurt people. Yeah. Touche. And considering that one of the guys he's been hurting and hunting lately decided to go on social media calling out the way he was eliminated in that um battle royale that battle royale was it Jimmy Havoc right yeah he's pissed 
Yeah. I mean, again, we were talking about how AEW does a good job of being able to do work, shoot, kayfabe stuff yeah. online. This seems like it may be a good way of them, do, you know, keeping kayfabe alive because yeah. he's expecting, you know, he's expecting repercussions for what happened to him in that battle royal and yeah. blah, 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 blah. So we'll see what happens because he's like, I built my name in the... Uh, I built my name in the independent scene, and I've done nothing with this with this uh, company so far to to help continue to build my name, and it's actually hurting me to be here and yeah. stuff like that. So, I mean, All Elite was a good show, but uh, NXT it, definitely no. took the took oh, the win this week. No, yeah, dominated, man. It's like you're coming off the the, the fire that was NXT Takeover, and then yeah. they go and they win Survivor Series. Yeah. It was huge, yeah. huge. Um, quick bit of news before we call this episode. Um, this there's is, been some not, real not, yeah. This is huge. There's some real issues going on right now between Corey Graves and Mauro Ronaldo. Now we got to remember, Ronaldo had a problem with JBL. Yeah, several years ago, it was due probably to a hostile like two work years environment ago, yeah. and stuff like that. And Ronaldo left. Yeah, Ronaldo went to uh, the UFC and uh, Bellator for a bit. Yes, and now you got Corey Graves basically calling Ronaldo out after Takeover. Yeah, because of. The fact that Ronaldo kind of drowns out the rest of his commentating team, and I mean, that's who Ronaldo is, I mean, and and Beck and Beth Phoenix knows that. Beth Phoenix knows that, and Nigel McGuinness know that, and they they just they run ex- off of moral. They, they love it. it. They yeah. accept it. I'm liking Corey Graves' podcast. I've been listening to it a little bit. I haven't. I haven't listened to it a ton. It, it's pretty good. Uh, he gets some. Real, I mean, he had, the the stuff that he just recently had with Shayna Baszler on there was great. They had some good back and forth talking and stuff like yeah, that. Yeah, I haven't, I haven't taken a listen, uh, taken a chance to listen but, to it. But, I mean, Corey, you know, he knows Morrow's very sensitive when it comes to being criticized. Yeah, like this is who he is, and it's not. Just shut your mouth. Yeah, just, just let if. <sighs> If you if, were on the commentary if, team and you had a problem with it, you could pull him to the yes. side and say something. But you're yes. not part of his commentary yeah. team. If if Nigel and Beth had an issue with it, they would have brought it up. Yeah. But I don't think they have an issue with it. So just let it go. Yeah. Just, just don't. do what Elsa says. Yeah. Oh, shut up. Hey, I saw Frozen 2 this week with my kids. Anybody who hasn't seen it, it's actually really good. It's better than the first. And on that note, I think we're going to call this episode... I wouldn't want to call it quits because this has been a fun episode. Oh, it's been a great episode. It's been a very long episode. Yeah, sorry guys, you're gonna but, have to uh, hang in for the full uh, 220 on this yeah. one. And next week's gonna be just about not, as long. Not as long. No. Just about as long. Well, no, because Starcade's gonna be a quick review. Yeah. I mean, we don't have anything big happening. Starcade's not big. You know what I'm no, saying? No, but we have a top ten next week. No, as but well. we have a top ten. But we breeze through our top ten yeah. pretty quickly. So yeah. Anyway, thank you all so much for coming out. Uh, of course, just a reminder, this is the only episode for this week due to uh, us wanting to spend some more time with family and such like that. Yep. Um, it is Thanksgiving week um, as of recording this, so we wanted to spend some time uh, with our own families. So there will only be one week, uh, one episode this week. But I want to thank you all so much for coming out. Um, obviously, like, share, subscribe, uh, comment, down, uh, comment. Uh, what you guys liked. Uh, let us know on Facebook what you guys like, what you didn't like, what you want to see change, what you want us to keep the same. Um, follow Give us on suggestions yeah, for top 10s in the future. Instagram, Facebook, Twitter, all that. And it's all linked down below. We're still looking for someone to sit in. I yes. am going to Germany in a few weeks. Yes, we're going to need someone to sit in. Otherwise, I'm going to be talking to a microphone for about 45 minutes on my own. Yes, well, a lot longer than 45. Yeah, well, I'll breeze through it if I have to do it alone. I uh, know. I'm the one who Because I won't have out. someone to beat, uh, to beat on all week being a heel as you are. Yes. So, thank you all so much for listening, and uh, I think we got two words for you. Doinks out. Doinks out.